Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. SoundCloud and Spotify, and as always, uh, you can find us on Audible and RockofTalk.tv, RockofTalk.com, and for less than twenty cents a day, D. Dowd Musco's got a big ploy here for you. Third hours, uh, if you're not part of the club, uh, no, no fifty cent. Uh, it's less than twenty cent, baby. That's all you have to do to get into the club. But uh, some of you guys are just a bunch of freeloaders, and we're good with that too. We don't mind it, but we also really enjoy it when you do pay. D. Dowd Musco in here for a uh, hot start here. Lightning uh, throughout the area. We've got helicopters surrounding. We've got so much to tackle, so much to uh, get through. Uh, D-Dod Muska, how are you? Uh, Eddie, the show lineup for today might be the show lineup for the week, given how much there is. And, <laughs> is there uh, that much? August is supposed realize. to be, you know, French. the French take the whole month of August off. <clears throat> uh, aren't we supposed to be relaxing this month? But it, it's not happening in the Kiva. Yeah, we will d- definitely be uh, talking about a little bit later on the month of August uh, during our last segment to wrap it up. You know, it's not like the liberals ever have enough to complain about, D-Dad Muska. But, uh, you know, we've got to kick it off first. Joe Monahan has, has, always always has a lot to bitch about. He's running his 100 days of interference on behalf of the Democrat Party, always claiming to never be the Democrat yet. Boy, he's making a just a big tout about it, uh, about the fact that, well, these gas prices, you need to pay attention to them. Uh, no, you don't need to pay attention to him because they've been coming down just l- straight out of the playbook. I told you that Joe Biden was going to go ahead and and uh, take credit for bringing the gas prices down. And now you've got these record windfalls for these oil companies. They have to do one or the other. Remember, these oil companies have to go ahead and report their uh, profits uh, as well. And let's just it's not them being greedy. It's the fact that <clears throat> throughout the rest of the world, we've had to compete. In fact, it was so important. Uh, for all of us to make sure that we had our gas for the summer and making sure it was the right price that Joe Biden leapt across the pond to go ahead and uh, do what he could get from the Saudis. And it wasn't to be. Uh, This is something that we put upon ourselves. This should have political consequences. But because of the, we call it the shadow ban here, uh, both on Twitter and everywhere else, but the shadow ban from the local news media. They would have you believe that there are no issues, that there is no issues. KOB4, 713, hardly reporting on any of this stuff, KRQE. Um, They're really just not touting the amount of inflation. And inflation, when it hits you, it doesn't just hit the bottom line and the gas prices and the political donations. It hits way more than that. And we do have to actually talk about the recession. It's here. And it's bad. How bad is it? Well, you're not getting any of the news. It's so bad that they can't even talk about it, that they can't even call it a recession. You know how sort of when someone can't talk about something that's bad that's happening in a family or whatever, and they just sort of ignore it like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the divorce. Oh, yeah, the funeral. Oh, yeah, the death. Oh, yeah. Everyone's always trying to ignore the next thing. And that's exactly what they're doing, because when you haven't had bad news in such a long time, you have a tendency to just like, I don't even know how to deal with bad news because it's been such good news for so long. And that 
that really is the collective group thing. That's the collective mentality right now. And it's a mental illness. So Thursday's second quarter GDP numbers came out and the U.S. is officially in a recession. Inflation rising. Now we had 8.684, and then 9.1. Four consecutive months of almost double-digit inflations, okay? A Consensus Bureau survey taken between the 29th and July 11th reports that 48 million U.S. consumers are having a difficult time. You just heard the top of the hour. Top of the hour just said what? People are living paycheck to paycheck right now, okay? I don't know how or why that is happening, um, but it's happening. I think you guys got used to the easy living out there, you Democrats, and the printing of the money, printing of the money, and that's really what it is. That's what they do in, in the Soviet Union, right? In Russia, they print the money, and we act like we have lots of money, yet they have lots of commodities. 43 million people reporting a very difficult time. 58 million, a little difficulty. That's literally a third of this country that's just having some level of difficulty. And some new news, we'll get into our third hour data dump to kick off the uh, third hour. In fact, that's what DayDowd will be doing at the beginning of every third hour is our DDowd data dump to kick off the third hour, which is going to be pretty cool. So the consumer expectations at its lowest level. Consumer expectations, that's you, confident that you have money to pay for this stuff, right? Consumer sentiment, five-year index has sunk to its lowest level since May of 1980. Okay, you can't talk about it. Don't say it's a recession, okay? Joe Monahan's not going to say it. We've got, we've got to elect Michelle Lujan Grisham because the last four years have been so dang good. Two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth that we can actually understand because if we remove the G line in all this, that would be the government spending line, we'd actually have six negative quarters of GDP. Does somebody forget about something called the corona? Yeah, COVID, the shutdowns, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all there. Also shipping problems, constraints, various other things that are leading to the fact that you're waiting three to six months to a year for your windows, your curtains, your whatever that you happen to be ordering. Employment numbers. Let's look at that. Well, employment, this is uh, this is some news to you, uh, Joe Monahan and the rest of you Democrats out there. There are now three million fewer people in the U.S. workforce than there were before the pandemic. The labor force participation rate is over 1% lower than it was in January of 2020, two months before the pandemic. School closures drove women out of the workplace in droves, down to levels not seen since the early 1970s. We should have had price hikes last year. That didn't happen. We wanted to make it easy. We're not sure if we're going to come out of COVID. We've got some real problems. And there's politicians ready to go ahead and take advantage, namely your governor on the fourth floor in Santa Fe. We're now within 100 days of striking distance between now and the election. What are her priorities? What is it that she's focused on? What is she paying attention to? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, she spent the last three years, according to her website, demonstrating that she is strong, smart, capable, and always puts New Mexico first. She keeps the promises she made. Oh, wow. Dowd has got the breakdown on her promises and how she's delivered. She's stating she's delivered on education, economic growth, tax cuts, a little one, affordable health care, and more. Together, we can continue to make progress. New Mexico is 50th in practically every single category that is bad, that is good, and number one in every category that is bad. Here are her priorities. Investing in education, 
we've had how much of a drop when it comes to the Albuquerque public school system and the overall New Mexico public education system? Growing economy and creating our jobs. We are the worst. Eight consecutive months of unemployment leading the way. Public safety, does anybody know that we now have 85 murders here on our hands after the three over the weekend? Oh, by the way, what's actually happened on Estancia? Happened on Atrisco Drive, 4301 Atrisco Drive. I'll have the news on that. Leading on affordable health care and public health. What do you mean? Jamming uh, all people who are from other places into our hospitals, protecting our air, land, and water while constraining you and your pocketbook? PM is glad to go ahead and max out directly to her because uh, she's paving the way for them. And then saving monies for families and businesses. Has there ever been a worse time to be in the state of New Mexico, comparatively speaking, to any other state? The answer is decidedly, there has never been a time worse than right now. And you were about to elect, re-elect her within 100 days. Folks, I can't press upon and press upon you uh, any more strongly than I already have. You need to vote for anybody on only one person. That is Mark Ronchetti for the governor of the state of New Mexico. There's no way we can survive another four years of this mess that we have got from Michelle Lujan Grisham. And that's as simple as that. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Go ahead and kick off here this wonderful Monday afternoon. A little stormy, a little lightning. When we return, we're going to talk about uh, the three stooges. Harris, Biden, and Kamala. Harris, Biden, and uh, Pelosi, and so on. shining bright above you night breezes seem to whisper i love you birds singing in the sycamore tree dream a little dream of me all right, I see Mama Cass is still singing. Uh, third day in a row, right? Is that, is that about right, D-Dad Muska? Never get enough of Mama Cass. Never, she could never get a cup of, enough of those ham sandwiches. <laughs> anyway. She could never get enough. All right. Uh, speaking of the uh, the three stooges, it is Harris and Biden as well as, uh, well, Nancy Pelosi. She's creating a crisis. Let, let's, let's figure out what happened last week. And I think it's important uh, for all of us to remember that Joe Biden but in addition to getting uh, COVID not once but twice, and we'll, we'll address that. Well, I didn't know that was physically possible. Well, all with, with Joe, anything is possible. What did uh, Obama famously say about uh, Joe Biden? Yeah, if, uh, Joe can mess up anything, yeah, can, even COVID. He find a way to screw up anything. <laughs> he will find a way to screw up. So uh, here we go. Biden uh, made plans to meet in person with... President Z, he did this last week, okay, um, of China. So they had a meeting. They agreed that they were going to meet in person, all right? So that, that would probably sort of preclude anybody else from, you know, taking trips across, you know, Southeast Asia for any reason at all. Two hours, 20 minutes. They exchanged uh, some strong words. It was pretty tense. Um, according to this, uh, Z stuck to strong words on the hot Taiwan. 
Biden said the U.S. position has not changed, according to official readouts from the U.S. and Chinese governments. Okay, and um, you would think that they probably came to an agreement. Probably be a pretty good reason, probably not to poke the bear, especially if you have a president that's mostly incapacitated, incapacitated in isolation, and pretty weak. And overall, the United States is going into a weaker time. But let's not forget, Chinese economy is also uh, they're in a real estate deluge. Um, you know. Uh, that is uh, rivals our 2006 or 2008 time. Their conversation stated uh, this from the Eurasia group. They said in a note, the call happened as a mild positive shows both leaders want to maintain a floor under deteriorating bilateral ties. Like that seems logical, you know, seems like even things are fine. Okay. Any future cessation, cessation of top, Level U.S. dialogue would be a negative sign for global stability. Okay. Cue up Nancy Pelosi. Hey, let's go ahead and send her ass across the Southeast Asian plain and decide to go ahead and poke the bear and make everybody angry. Because Beijing warns strong and resolute measures if Nancy Pelosi visits Taiwan this summer. Oh, she couldn't wait to hear that because she's got an election. She's got to create some sort of conflict. She's got drama. Financial Torms is, is reporting upon all this, and they're saying, okay, well, when is she going to show up? The woman is showing up Wednesday in Taiwan and is likely going to stay the evening. Those who play with fire will perish by it. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about the Chinese, but they have a tendency to sort of follow through on things most of the time. I can't imagine that, uh, you know... <laughs> After the way we've performed against Russia at this point, I mean, honestly, do, do we really want to do this? Well, apparently we do, and we're doing it. So these three people are going to mess up your country and create the type of conflict. And, and, and the disarray, remember, is being created everywhere else. This is the, way, this is the difference between Democrats and Republicans. We're going to get to Joe Manchin a little bit later. The Democrats are very good at creating conflict outside of themselves, okay? So what do you do? You create international tensions, keep the focus that we've got problems with other people. You make it seem like our problems with each other, really, we should be together on this. So the Democrats will say, well, those Republicans, they don't want to get on the team uh, with us. We have all the power. And so they create conflicts internationally. Then the only time that they create a, a conflict internally has got to be some sort of woke ass thing that they got to focus on lgbtq black lives matter and, and another way to look at this is these are all distractions these are things to kind of keep you fighting with each other and that's the difference between republicans and democrats republicans are fighting with each other who's hard enough who's not hard enough who's fighting who where, where are all the conflicts how are we going to go ahead and get out of this so we need to have a unified front republicans can't find a way to un unite except to just try to you know, point out the shortcomings, which are pretty easy between Biden, Harris, and Pelosi, the three most powerful people in the country. We wouldn't normally say the world, but certainly not uh, in this particular case. So Nancy Pelosi is visiting Taiwan. Why? What is she there for? It's going to anger Beijing. There's no reason to use a potential visit to justify or spark some sort of crisis or conflict says the White House's National Security Council for Strategic Communications. Pelosi arrived in Singapore on Monday to begin her closely watched Asia tour as China, marking the anniversary of the founding of its military stage exercises near the island. Huh. 
Are we suffering from some sort of amnesia? When is the last time that a foreign power was exercising some level of conflict on the border <laughs> and then it started another war? Yeah, that would be the Ukraine back in February, January, February, and March. Things have gone right? so well there. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh, Part two, here we go. Nancy Pelosi, all sorts of stupid. Okay, I think, what is she, 82, 81, 82 yet now? Practically senile. She might want to get back home and uh, deal with her drunk uh, husband. 82. 82, there it is. She also appeared at a closed-door reception with the American business community that Pelosi didn't respond to questions outside the venue. As we continue our regional travel, we look forward to additional engagement with our partner nations to advance free and flourishing Indo-Pacific. She's acting like this isn't even on the radar. She's not even paying attention to it. In fact, uh, she's focused on gun control last Thursday and Friday. She's focused on what she achieved with uh, Joe Manchin. I mean, it's on and on. All sorts of distractions. Okay. So here's the other piece where we get sort of distracted. And it's easy because conservative radio has been turning into a lot of, you know, repetition as of late. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think there's a... Would you agree, Dowd? There's not a whole lot of... Um, sort of out-of-the-box thinking. Oh, it's no, 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 no. A lot yeah, of no. talking points faxed over from some <laughs> Washington office, yeah. It's on, It's constant. And here's the funny part is, right, or this is a, a fight now where we can't get behind. They, they, they're, they, they've got their minions working their magic in the January 6th stuff. You know, we're going after Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump's ostensibly trying to launch a, a sort of midterm push uh, 100 days in, which was strategically placed. I'll be at CPAC on Wednesday uh, through Saturday, then I hope to uh, find some unifying minds uh, there. But I think it's going to be very, very difficult because Kamala Harris, yes, Kamala Harris came out. Uh, I'm not even sure if anybody even paid attention to any of this, but she came out with her pronouns. Of course, that's going to stir up every single conservative. And instead of focusing on what's happening internationally, what's happening with the economy, what are we going to primarily focus on? We're going to focus on Kamala Harris, and they know how to run this game. It's amazing how much control, especially with, you know, the people who are running this country, how much they can exercise uh, in terms of creating enough distractions to keep you occupied with noise. And that's all we have. When it came to the actual priorities, and we're going to reach Joe Manchin, and there's a reason why you're going to see Joe Manchin potentially run for president, okay? And I, I, this is the first time I'm floating this, uh, Dowd, so I'm not sure if you've considered this at all. He made this move during this time because nobody was really paying enough attention to him anymore. And he was the one who was sort of keeping both ends together. He is a radical centrist. His governor changed over to the Republican Party, Mr. Justice. He himself has been sort of the voice of reason along with uh, Christian Cinema. Uh, what's her name? Kirsten Cinema. So. Yeah, from, from Arizona. These two people are both Democrats at this point. They're going to run an end around because they know the progressive left is way too progressive going into a recession just like this. But just to keep you honest and keep the base for the progressives sort of lodged together, what are they going to do? What are they going to keep together? They're going to keep together all the woke stuff that they've been keeping you distracted with for the last two years. So how do you do it? You get somebody as stupid as Kamala Harris to introduce herself as with pronouns, and that's all that MSNBC, CNBC, and Fox News and everybody else is going to focus on. In fact, that's where I lifted this from. Let's not make a big deal out of things, especially when it comes to people's identity, they said to Fox News. 
Representative Anthony Brown, a Democrat, says, I think people should be comfortable and introduce themselves however they want and whenever they believe is the appropriate way of doing it, because that's what we really should be focused on. Folks, this game, this shell game is no different than the magician strolling by your table as uh, you seek to sort of enjoy your comfortable dinner and realize that you, this guy may have been pickpocketing at you at the very same time that he's running the shell game at your nice evening while you're uh, drinking with your significant other. This is how they are going to win if they are able to pull it off, this little swami move uh, going 100 days in. 550, 50, 500, your thoughts doubt. Um, I ran across, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes tonight for you subscribers, folks. I ran across, uh, never mind the pr- pronouns, I ran across a video by a professional uh, psychotherapist over the weekend, Dr. Grande, not Dr. Rudy Grande, Dr. Todd Grande, in which he tries to explore the word salads that are coming out increasingly. It seems like the pace is picking up uh, of, of Kamala Harris, and uh, he, he really tries to probe down into what's going on uh, in that pea brain of hers, and uh, I will have it in the sh- a link to it in the show notes tonight. Uh, the word salads of Kamala. I guess when all else fails, if you're if you're fumbling about uh, giving word salads everywhere, start talking about your pronouns. She just she's the gift that keeps on giving, Eddie, and uh, I think she'll keep us in business for a long time. Well, she is, <laughs> but again, when we talk about this stuff, and the the point really, I, let me make a finer point on this. When we talk about them and her and it and whatever at this point, and really the Democrat Party, when we talk about them and we're focused on these types of things, what ends up happening inevitably is that we're not focused on the real issues here that are facing this country. And as long as they can keep us off center and off keister on this, I'll tell you, they are going to end up, uh, you know, taking the uh, priority plank uh, away from us. Back after a quick break, three minutes here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM. And I'd let that lonesome whistle blow my blues away. Trogs, wild thing. 433 here in the Kiva. Dowd is uh, fired up. He's got uh, plans for a, a good one. Uh, I think I know what will. I'm doing on yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> I think it's going to be good. So I'll be out uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but I will be uh, corresponding. Um, and I've got my engineer coming in here tomorrow, so we'll be able to go ahead and broadcast uh, <clears throat> via CPAC. So let's talk about China for a moment, shall we? Um. China is buying up the United States. That we do know, okay? And there are 15 U.S. states where the Chinese citizens are buying $6 billion of property. Now, I watched a whole entire uh, sort of expose on this. And what the way the Chinese buy it is they don't actually disclose anything. They don't disclose their actual ownership. They buy it through sort of like these... Um, uh, I don't know, placebo companies, or I don't know what would, you know, ghost companies, zombie companies, whatever they are. The two places, obviously, that they're buying most often is California and New York, okay? And then Indiana and Florida. 
They spent $6.1 billion in the U.S. on primary residence, 52%, and residential rentals, another 25%. But what they're also buying a considerable amount of is a lot of land, a lot of land. In fact, I believe uh, heading towards Gallup, uh, they own a large swath of land heading out there. I'm not sure if uh, how many of you know about that, but there is a, I guess, a CBD plant or something. I haven't really uh, looked uh, too hard into that, but I do need to. So foreign buyers are most interested in some of the best places for real estate, California, New York, and Florida. Now, Florida would be the number one place, and it's also the fastest growing. Chinese buyers, by and large, are not able to buy land in places like Australia and New Zealand. So what does a guy like Governor DeSantis want to do? Put huge foreign taxes on them to deter them from buying here on U.S. soil. He says, I don't think they should be able to do it. I think the problem is these companies have ties to the Communist Party, and it's not always apparent. Well, if they're Chinese, they are communists. There is zero uh, doubt about it. And they're typically pretty hostile. I think that's another important part. Now, the National Review put something up, and no doubt doubt has already been up and down the National Review. You've been reading it for, what, 40 years? <laughs> long time. Yeah, very, very long time. I've actually been to their offices in on Lexington Avenue in New York City. Okay, very good, very good. So lawmakers are now raising national security concerns as these companies buy agricultural land. As I stated before, you know, the property is a fine or some of their rentals are fine, but the farmland across the United States is raising a considerable amount of concern. The Chinese conglomerate, something called Fufeng, purchased more than 300 acres near North Dakota to start $700 million corn milling plant. I imagine they probably want to sell to more Americans, right? Wrong. No, they want to go ahead and use their land to grow their populations, folks. Article 7 and 14 of Chinese National Intelligence Law of 2017 require every Chinese national or entity to commit acts of espionage if the regime demands it of them. So who's doing it? Any Joe Schmo Chinese man who's coming to the United States. Now, Rubio's looking into this. You also got uh, John Hoven, who looked into the Treasury Secretary's Janet Yellen and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin this month, requesting that the purchase be vetted by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. Why? Because the very thing that I told you, it is not being disclosed. Nobody can figure out what they own and where. There's long lists of various entities that own large pieces of land that doesn't seem like it's owned by the Chinese, but is directly owned by the Chinese folks. And we're just starting to touch upon this. I think we're way behind the eight ball because they're probably years, if not decades ahead of us on all this at this point. The lawmakers need to do everything they possibly can, according to the National Review. They said they need to improve something called CFIUS in all purchase of farmland by Chinese company. The U.S. has vested interest in ensuring that people and companies connected to the Communist Party are not acquiring strategic assets in the United States in the face of global food crises, which, of course, I think we're locking up spam now. Is that, is that the latest? We should, not, <laughs> we should not hand any of our farmland to our biggest adversary. Now, we've already been taken over by the coronavirus, the COVID virus, the, the Wuhan virus. Can you imagine if they're also able to prevent us from buying our own agricultural products at a good price because they're competing with us and driving the supply back across China because they need even more land? Now, they've got plenty of land. But 
the 900 million acres of farmland that we have here in this country, they almost own one-fifth of one million acres that has been purchased just in the last year alone at a cost of about $2 billion. Now, I don't think we need to get alarmist uh, on this uh, and anything, but I think we do need to cross our T's and dot our I's on this and understand what exactly is happening here. Because I think there's a lot of people who, you know, a little bit more than concerned, especially when it comes to taxing. Now, how are they doing this? I think this is, you know, more of the key. How do they go about buying this land? Well, they find something called straw buyers, like you would find a straw buyer for a gun, I suppose. Corporates, uh, uh, press, as well as corporations in general have been pretty silent on this overall. American prosperity has, of course, always been built on cheap land and expensive labor. Ted Kennedy's Immigration Act of 65, Ronald Reagan's Amnesty of 86, opened up the floodgates of third world immigration. This formula has held firm and we've been able to produce relatively cheap agriculture. Well, what have we done in the last uh, three to five years? <laughs> we've increased the minimum wages. We've looked for worker rights, right? And despite us bringing in all the immigrants to go ahead and do the hard labor, right, for us and make things uh, cheap and more affordable. We've also been subsidizing them and they've been sending those dollars wherever they might come from, Mexico, Brazil, South America, China. This cheap labor has become increasingly more expensive. Now, can you imagine if you have sort of the dual, dual angle of both them, you know, <clears throat> more expensive labor and more expensive land because the Chinese are, are, are able to purchase more of the land and compete with us? It's going to create a problem. China has owned 200,000 acres worth 1.9 billion as of 2019. That's officially, speculatively, folks, speculatively, it's claimed that they own well over three and a half million acres. They're still going through all of the disclosures to figure out where this is. There are, there are six states that ban foreign ownership of farmland. And no, it's not New Mexico. They're Iowa, Minnesota, Mississippi, North Dakota, Hawaii, and Oklahoma. I would think a good Republican here in this state, do, do we have a, a few doubt, maybe one or two who might be able to I go I couldn't ahead. disagree more with you on this issue, so I'm just <laughs> going to sit here and be quiet. <laughs> if we could possibly find, if we could possibly find someone to ban the foreign ownership of some of this land and stop subsidizing these corporations, Stop subsidizing these corporations, you know, to produce things like corn and various other things. I think maybe we'd be in a better position overall to kind of sort of keep this away. I'm interested in Dowd's uh, position on this since he disagrees with me uh, on this uh, this particular uh, topic. What do you think? Uh, I do, Eddie. Um, let's let's get to the numbers first. Um, sure. Well, actually, let's go. Let's even do history. Let's do Howard Beale. Uh, this buying up of America nonsense that we've heard from populists right and left for my whole life. I'm almost 50. We heard the Arabs were buying us all from Howard Beale in the 70s. We heard the Japanese are buying us all from uh, Donald Trump in the 1980s. Uh, funny how we're, 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 none, none of those crises have ever transpired. Uh, the concept of our farmland. Uh, I thought we had private property rights in the United States. I thought we believed in capitalism in the United States. There's a wonderful little orchard in Broadbrook, Connecticut. It's owned by Tom and Sharon Musker. Uh, and uh, it's called Applebrook Farm and Cider Mill. And when they pass on, they're going to leave it to their, their beautiful baby children, uh, Darcy, <laughs> Amy, and David. Um, 
We own that land, folks. Marco Rubio doesn't own that land, and Joe Biden doesn't own that land, and you don't own that land. You may own your own land, and, and I don't have a claim on your land either. So uh, this is scary, socialistic, right-wing Steve Bannon populism. I couldn't oppose it more. One of the reasons I'm not a conservative is this kind of thinking. You know, they're always out to get us. The next invasion's always coming, and they ne it never pans out anything like what we're told. We're destroying ourselves, $30 trillion national debt, 40% illge illegitimacy rate. China's not doing that to us. Russia's not doing that to us. North Korea's not doing that to us. We're doing that to ourselves. 2.7% of all farmland in the United States is owned by foreigners, uh, according to the 2019 U.S. Department of Agriculture uh, Agricultural Census. They do it, I think they do it every five years or every 10 years. 2.7%. The grand total of that 191,652 acres you heard that China owns, that is equivalent to 25% of the land area of Bernalillo County, New Mexico. <laughs> okay, that's the great crisis. Uh, foreigners can't come here and, and, and slice up the land and haul it off to their country. We, we still possess the land. We're here. We got two or 300 million guns in our country. Uh, they're, not, they're, they're not taking anything from, it, from us. So um, well-intentioned, uh, you know, uh, if, if, if Chinese intelligence services are buying this land and assembling Listening equipment, well, that's a counter-espionage thing they should be working on. It has nothing to do with whether foreign people can buy land or not. Then you need to target, you know, that equipment. And we have very, very smart people who, uh, and, and dumb people in the intelligence services. We have all kinds of people in the intelligence services. So uh, I think this is an absolute red herring. I'm old enough to have lived through multiple cycles of this. And folks, I don't buy it. What about foreign ownership of media stations? Maybe we should uh, touch upon that. But, I, uh, I can be bought. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about that. Back after a quick break, back in three here in the Kiva. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly, oh, number one back I'm in '66, the, the Beatles' Yesterday and Today album went number one and stayed number one for five weeks uh, back in the day. So uh, there you go. D-Doubt Musk uh, here as well. People having a tough time uh, connecting on the online uh, platform. So I'm not sure, but uh, we've been having some difficulties. They replaced, I had a dead modem. I think I just told you that, Dowd. Uh, uh, before the show, Dowd's going to go ahead and reconnect from his home. And yeah, that was the problem. But now- And the tech said he'd never seen that before? Never had, had that in that 14 years. problem? He's never had a dead modem in never 14 years. Modem. So uh, now we're dealing with uh, an internet. Like, literally, as I stated uh, on Friday, every single piece of equipment has... Uh, hey, uh, you want to know somebody else who's dead? Uh, Ayman al-Zawahiri, the Egyptian doctor. He was uh, oh. Osama's right-hand man. Uh, the CIA, I guess, just blew him up in uh, Kabul, outside Kabul. Uh, he, of course, was one of the senior al-Qaeda leaders. Uh, boy, bin Laden was, what, 2011, or that's what they say. Uh, the Egyptian doctor and the right-hand man to Usama is no longer with us and hard to shed any tears over that. It's, uh, even as a non-interventionist, it's very hard to shed any tears over him leaving the planet. <laughs> I, I love the qualifiers. Those are always good <laughs> with me. Is like, even as a non-interventionist, uh, he's an, I mean, guy, these, these are always, always Deserve what he got. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Where was I headed? Uh, where was I headed next year in this, uh, in this, uh, 
So, our, okay, our COVID president? Yeah, yeah. Uh, double vaxxed uh, or triple double vaxxed, triple boosted, I believe. Is that is that where we're at with, yes. with this guy? This, I believe uh, this Unlike is... the doctors in Israel who are not getting vaxxed anymore. I, I just saw an article over the weekend over there. Mm. The doctors in Israel, yet everybody is vaxxed in Israel. That is the street. Don't they have the highest vaccination? People who know the most about what's going on don't want another injection. What does that Ah. maybe tell you? All right. A week ago, here's what here's what Time magazine had a week ago. Just absolutely ridiculous. President Biden feeling much better, much, much better. Did you watch it? If you've had the uh, misfortune of watching him behave in front of a camera over the last week, he has uh, not been behaving much better when he came out of it. Okay. I mean, he was noticeably, I don't know, discombobulated, out of sorts, uh, you know, senile, even more than he is normally. I uh, had some audio, but I think it's almost cruel at this point to just play, sit there, point, and laugh, because uh, honestly, it's a reflection on our country. Okay. Uh, they're writing this. I checked in with his team last night. He was feeling well. He had a good day yesterday. He's got an upper respiratory infection. He's doing just fine. We haven't gotten any update. That was last week coming out of COVID-19 the very first time. Here's what's interesting. I believe that he has been infected. He's been infected with the same variant two times in a row. Yeah. So here's what's very curious is how do you get infected with the same variant twice? Unless they're lying and he's not infected and they're just so embarrassed that they don't, they're going to do something else with him at this point. I mean, at the, the weekend at Biden's is joke is, is running thin at this point. So he has a, a physician, obviously, uh, Kevin O'Connor, Dr. Kevin O'Connor, wrote in his latest update that Biden's condition, this is the previous Saturday, not this past Saturday, the, the Saturday prior to this past Saturday, including a runny nose cough, have become less troublesome, but that the president now had body aches and a sore throat. He said that Biden most likely had the BA.5 variant. Now, this detail is missed upon everybody else out there. No one's talking about the exact variant. Well, the news doesn't care. The news is just paying attention to whatever news is coming out and say, okay, well, we'll generate the news and they give the news and make sure they do it in their sing-song way that's attractive and keeps your attention. And they literally came out and said he had the exact same variant. I'm like, what? What did the Paxlovid, what was, what, what, what was, what good was that, right? What good was that? If he got the same exact strain two weeks in a row, was he ever even cured? Now, do we not touch the, the, the trust the, uh, the, the testing that's coming out of this? Like, I am completely and totally confused at this point. I think what we do know at this point is that our president is not well. The vaccinations don't work. It's not a vaccination. You are going to get infected with COVID and you're probably going to survive. And it's not that big of a deal, even for an 80 year old man who's not in the best shape of his life. This is just more and more confusion all the time. So here's the latest from Axios. This is uh, today, I believe. I know that this is also last week. BA.5 is so transmissible and different enough from previous versions that even those with immunity from prior Omicron infections may not have to wait long before falling ill again. What are we talking about here? How do you even treat it? If it's not something to be treated and you're not going to die from it and you just have nothing but runny nose, a cold and sniffles, does anybody really care about the coronaviruses anymore? 
BA.5 is responsible for 75 to 80% of infections in the U.S. A new study found that it's four times as resistant to vaccines as previous. Is this the common cold? Is that what we're talking about here? Is coronavirus now just the common cold? The president is fully vaccinated and received a second booster shot in March. Does anybody get therapy for the common cold? Does anybody take Paxlovid for the common cold? Does anybody do any of these ridiculous? No, when you have the common cold, it's like, I just got a common cold and I'm just, or I just got a cold. I don't really feel, feel that well. I've been feeling kind of bad. I can't really shake it, whatever, a day, two, three, five, a week. Why are we running tests anymore for anybody that has COVID? I think COVID is just the cold now. Eddie, Eddie, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm quoting The Atlantic. Okay, yeah. but I just yeah. ran across this. The Atlantic is turning against Pax, Paxlovid. It's just, I guess, oh, went up today. Of course. More than 40,000 prescriptions being handed out a day. We're taking Paxlovid at the same rate that we're taking oxycodone. But some doctors are prescribing it with less enthusiasm. Oh. Uh, a Yale family medicine doctor told this writer she's feeling a sense of, quote, resignation, close quote, about Paxlovid. Though it's one of the few COVID treatments she can offer, she can't say with confidence that the pills will help someone who's been immunized. Bob Watcher, the chair of medicine at UC San Francisco, uh, called assessing the value of Paxlovid for those patients a massively complicated three-dimensional chess game. Anyone who might want to take the drug should discuss with their doctor whether and when they've been infected before, how many vaccine doses they've had, they've had their age, and other risk factors. Patients will surely struggle to make sense of all these variables. Their doctors might two there you have it folks the latest miracle a, cure <clears throat> if you're a doctor here in albuquerque and you prescribe paxlovid could you let's just say i, I can't imagine there'd be some sort of side effect from it or anything but then again i mean i don't know any i don't know enough about medicine to say that <clears throat> could you be sued for <laughs> some sort of malpractice if something you know like knowing that it's not going to work i mean if it doesn't work on joe biden why how could you prescribe it for your patients at this point what are we doing it makes no sense it's almost like they don't know what they're doing <laughs> almost right uh, what are we doing how <laughs> why are we listening to them? we're going into this you know we're going into the fall we're, we're asking people to mask up why are we asking people to mask up if you're just going to get the sniffles and that's COVID, I mean, anybody who gets the sniffles who's just feeling slightly under the weather, I'm just going to say you have COVID. That's not a dangerous thing to say, is it? Oh, you got COVID. Oh, you got the COVID. COVID is just a new word for cold as far as I'm concerned. 550, 50, 500. That's 550, 50, 500. Eddie, I read upon Paxlovid rebound. It also happened to Fauci. Not a second infection, just a delay of symptoms. What does that mean? Interesting. A delay of symptoms... Wait, are we really splitting hairs at this point? Do we have to go this far into it? Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, no. Let's see. Oh, well, PBS is saying it's a rare rebound case. Very rare. Uh, seems like that's becoming, that's again, uh, we can say this right now. Based upon the way that people have assessed the stuff before, it's not going to be rare for very long. It's going to be more of the rule than it is the exception. Is that, is that fair? Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Everyone misunderstood that Pelosi said she was going to Taiwan. I, she, she actually said she was going to Taiwan on. That's very funny. Um, let's see more stuff. Somebody I could, I want to have Kristen Johnson as a guest. That's Wayne Johnson's wife. Oh, we generally don't interview. Very you said she's running for house or? I guess. Yeah. According to the people who were pushing her, I guess. I mean, it, it were within a hundred days and I've heard literally from not a candidate. And I think we covered it uh, pretty well. Uh, 
We had three candidates who decided not to show up for a big fundraiser or a decent fundraiser, at least $20,000, Not that any Republican can use any money. And I haven't heard from a single candidate, not one, not one single candidate. Um, during this more than a hundred days yeah. to go, folks, get going, get going. Well, well, they're really interested in winning, as you know. Uh, Eddie, I'm with Dr. Summers. He calls it Pfizer Mectin. Has similar properties to ivermectin, but a hundred times as expensive, much less effective. It masks symptoms, but doesn't cure it. Does that, can anything cure it if if you can't develop even a vaccination for it? Natural immunity is what ultimately will take care of all of that. So I think uh, there you go. All right, rest of the show, uh, second hour, January 6th. Boy, the longest sentence handed out today. You saw that. That was not good. We'll talk about Alex Jones to sort of kick things off as well, uh, hour number two. Um, and then uh, Donald Trump in 2024. Not a good launch for him last week, uh, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to keep trying. Um, the news is absolutely bearing him, including one Fox News. So we'll address uh, that uh, to start uh, as well. Uh, I happen to think that uh, Joe Manchin is going to be running. So we'll talk about that uh, as well. And then uh, we'll do uh, a little chip vote as well as the Washington in hour two of that right here Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rock Hour two coming at you from the ABQ. Uh, here on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. You can see us on Roku TV. We're just uh, not streaming via the uh, rockoftalk.com app. Uh, so um, not able to connect. Uh, Comcast replaced the modem and uh, we'll just call it, uh, call it good from there. Hour two, completely full of election politics. Dowd's favorite, uh, by the way. <laughs> we'll let him take the last segment. Yeah, I get uh, a little so. more interested as election day approaches. I do. Well, we can't implement those policies, Dowd, unless yeah. we have the right people you know, sort of involved. Yes, right? and a lot of people who run on those policies get elected and don't implement them. That's what I've learned in 30 years. <laughs> well, I think they don't see the possibilities. It's like they always tell people that they're going to do something yes. and then they don't realize like they've got to be up there with 534 other people in D.C. or up in, um, you know, Santa Fe. They're going to be up there with, you know, 109 other people. Like, you know, it, they, they just don't even have the wherewithal to understand that there's um, a level of uh, teamwork that needs to be a, a very wise man in Washington. Uh, some old gray beard who'd been in the conservative movement for longer than I've been alive. I was at a meeting in DC once and he said, politicians are perfectly capable of doing the right thing. As long as you make it incredibly easy for them. And the way you make it incredibly easy is you reward them when they do good and you punish them when they do the bad. And it's as simple as that. The left is enormously effective at punishing them when they do bad and rewarding them when they do good. They do a very good job on that. Folks on the other side, not as much. I, I just wish, you know, I, I just wish someone could call me a politician for one time in my life because then maybe something would be easy. Maybe. <laughs> you know, I, Spending other like, people's money is always easy. Yeah, you know, like working as, as much and as hard and as much as we, we do. Like it's just, it's incredible the amount of uh, stuff and thought that we put out there. And then, a politician going to sweep up. Oh, that sounded like a pretty good idea that they were talking about. Oh, I got some interesting information. Oh, well, I heard that the other day on the radio. And then they decide to go ahead and run on it. I'm like, 
you didn't even have to think about that. You didn't have to come up with it. You just had to say, oh, can I sell this? And then you can't even do that because you're not principled enough to do it. Like I can think of at least three gubernatorial candidates in the Republican Party who ran, who all were just didn't didn't have the wherewithal to implement not a single one of the things that we were talking about because they not ever at any point stood for any of the things that we were talking right. about. They are constant hypocrites. Yep. And then when you have somebody like me who who absolutely wasn't a hypocrite and ran on all those policies and did all these things and like I get absolutely, you know, I was watching um forget it was a TV show movie, something my kids were paying attention to. It was like, how many times has the person who's trying to do all the good things been misconstrued as the one bad person? Like, it's always the person who's trying to do the most amount of work on behalf of the group. And they're like, there's all sorts of these people who are sowing and uh, all these seeds underneath. And that's exactly what's what's happening. That's what's happened with Trump. That's what's happened with me. That's what's happened with, um, I don't know, uh, Eleven. Remember her? <laughs> You know, on Stranger Things, I, I'm watching that with my kids. By the way, that that is for your kids, folks. Um, I don't know why kids or parents are trying to keep their kids away from Stranger Things. It's a it's a weird thing. I think it's been a very very good instructional teaching coming of age uh, type of. Well, tool. Eddie, I do you think there's you're really onto something here because the we are social creatures. Um, whether you are into Darwinian thought or not. We are social creatures and we cooperate, you know, in family situations and neighborhoods, in churches and in, in companies. And our bias is to get along. And those of us who are not so agreeable, uh, and Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. He says, disagreeable people will give you a hard time. But you know what? Sometimes disagreeable people are right. They're pointing out something that's wrong and you can't begin to fix something until you at least figure out what's wrong so we can start talking about solutions. Uh, I've gotten this my whole life, which is, you know, you're just the naysayer, you're just negative. Unless we can face up to the hard, cruel facts that we're going astray in many, many categories, uh, as long as it's just happy talk and everything's fine and we're all living our best life, you're never going to reverse course and start making things right. Uh, that kind of group thing and go along and get along. If you're on the wrong path, you're just going to be more happily marching down the wrong path. So um, I think the inherent bias that so many people have toward being agreeable and getting along and not rocking the boat in many situations, a lot of life, that's normal in a family, you know, you're putting Thanksgiving dinner together, that's fine. But when you're talking about a cultural crisis, an economic crisis, a crisis with the government, uh, going along and getting along and doing things we've, the way we've always done them, that can be really, really deadly over the long term. So uh, I don't apologize for being disagreeable. And even Jordan Peterson said there's a role for disagreeable people in the world. Uh, Friday's show was particularly good. I thought we pointed out exactly the type of hypocrisy that we're talking about, uh, D-Dad Muska. Sure. Um, and I think it was, it went a long way. And, um, again, it didn't go without saying that, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, he, despite the fact that Taylor was feeling particularly good, um, he was asked uh, for a personal favor and asked to not go on Eddie Aragon's show again. All he does is bash us Republicans. Yeah. So I wanted to get uh, your two cents as the, uh, Real Grande Foundation and other, uh, go along and get along, uh, groups uh, that are out there attempt to do the he always used to talk about how he did yeoman's work. I don't know that anybody does more yeoman's work than you and I do. Uh, the, the, the guy in the air in Albuquerque who tells you every day to vote for Mark Ronchetti is, is against Republicans. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Yeah, so, that's good. That's good. so, and <clears throat> it's just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, and then of course, you know, I see all this stuff. Uh, you see all the, uh, let's talk about crime. 
look at all the Manny supporters. You have uh, Bill Ream, uh, you have uh, Paul Pacheco, I believe Nicole Chavez, and I'm, I'm helping Nicole Chavez and in, in, in touting her and what she's doing and things like that. But, you know, let's not forget the people who abandoned ship last year and you act like last year didn't even exist. Uh, you know, coming with the endorsements. Um, we've got the uh, Vanishing America, a Libyan freedom fighter, naturalized American citizen, American patriot, history. I can do about that, so we'll just let that go. All right, so um, the January the 6th hearings, these are people who loved, cared, wanted to do something good. They didn't want to, they wanted to stop the steal. And, you know, the biggest guys with the biggest hearts and the biggest patriots among us uh, probably get hurt. Maybe, maybe not the smartest guys are getting hurt first. Um, it's just what happens. It's the name of the game, folks. It's, um, it's, it's disheartening to say the least. And MSNBC is happily playing this up. And what, what, what are they playing up? What are people watching? Well, MSNBC, while Hannity and Tucker Carlson and everybody else is on, the January the 6th hearings are getting twice as much attention. And nobody's talking or paying attention to it. Liberal media is just spiking the football. It's like, oh, wow. We don't need to worry about Tucker Carlson and his two and a half, three million uh, watchers, followers, when we can get twice as many with the January 6th hearing. How, hey, what, what else did they play? They also played Mike Pence. More people were watching Mike Pence because Donald Trump wasn't on Fox News. No, they put Mike Pence on Fox News. Folks, this is controlled opposition. Like you cannot, you can't even trust your media sources any longer. The hearings held in prime time, slotted to wrap up the proceedings back on July the 21st. It was announced that there'd be more hearings slated for the fall. Yeah, of course, we got to bring it back out. Just, just keep pounding away. Remember, we got to use it for the, for the elections. Got to hate Eddie Aragon. Got to hate Donald Trump. Got to hate all these people who have tried to do all this stuff, all these good things. We, we got to hate him. CNN had a 0.66 rating. <laughs> ABC a 0.65 rating. Okay. All right. MSNBC had nearly 5 million viewers. The largest parent network only had 2.6 million viewers. ABC at nearly 4 million. NBC, Fox not even anywhere in the equation at this point. As high as they get, Tucker Carlson got 3.36. Hannity at 2.5. That's right, folks. All it took was a little bit of a hearing. You guys would much rather watch courtroom drama than watch Tucker and Hannity. They have also figured out by staying united with each other on their united in their hate. But new, maybe you guys are moving to Newsmax. Is that, what, is that what's going? No. <laughs> no one watches Newsmax. Literally nobody. There's 200,000 viewers amongst four different programs. Eric Bowling, Prime News, Greg Kelly. 200,000 viewers, folks. That's across the country. Total for the entire day. This is on average. And then you get into the prime time and it's just a slam dunk for, you know, the most watched stuff, which of course is like, it's got Monday night football numbers. It's got Monday night, but not Sunday night football, Monday night football numbers, by the way, uh, way different. You used to say that Monday night football was the greatest and it's, it, it's not anymore. Sunday night football will get somewhere between 12 to 15 million. Everyone's sitting watching that. 5 million viewers for January 6th hearings, 4.6 million, 4.2 million. Then you finally get Tucker Carlson who comes in at 3.6. 
Then you get the five and a couple more Tucker Carlson's. About what you get right now. We're not even being watched or really listened to. Boy, this post-rush era is really tough. That guy carried a big torch for all of us. He did a lot of work, didn't he? Miss that guy. Miss him, miss Trump, the old Trump. Hard to get a fair shake. Well, here's what's going on. <clears throat> guy Refit gets the longest January 6th sentence. No terrorism. Why didn't we give him the chair? How come he, we didn't put him to death? A Donald Trump fan. That's the way that he's noted. A Donald Trump fan from Texas who tried to storm the U.S. Capitol while armed with a gun was sentenced to more than seven years in prison today after a judge denied the Justice Department's request for terrorism enhancement. He was convicted on five counts in March, including transport of a firearm, of civil disorder, and obstruction in an official proceeding. He was the first January 6th defendant to go on trial. The first. And he got seven years, 87 months in prison. Not, not in jail, in prison. Three years probation and mandatory. This is Nazi Germany all over, Nazi Germany all over again, folks. And here he is. Refit described himself as an effing idiot, not thinking clearly. I clearly effed up. No, you didn't. The, the, you're, you're effing up now. Where's the follow through? You know, it doesn't help when these guys are onesie twosies and nobody else is getting behind him. There are lots of cases where defendants committed very violent assaults and even possessed weapons that did not receive this level of sentencing. Well, you hear it all the time now. You, you, you attack a, a, a sitting uh, elected official in New York, you, you literally get out the very same day with no further charges on there. Like the only justice that's happening right now for Republicans is injustice. That's all I see going forward. Our favorite guy to go ahead and uh, bash, of course, is, right, who? Alex Jones. I should say, I have continued to air Alex Jones. I continue to air Alex Jones. He was on yesterday, filed for bankruptcy. Here's his ex-wife. Say, says that she has insider info for the January 6th committee. How much you bet me, soup to nuts, Donald, I mean, Alex Jones is going to go to prison. After bankruptcy, they are going to do everything in their power to send that man away because he is that impact, that influential, and that right on. Nobody has been more right on things. I, I know. I, I almost shudder to think it. Yeah, yes, the Alex Jones, the guy I carry every Sunday afternoon. Would love to carry him 10 to 1, but, you know, we'll have to sell advertising here. <laughs> we have to keep the radio station afloat here. His wife says, I... Lost my kids for exposing InfoWars, even while he was under subsequent federal investigation. I have insider info that I believe is inf inf influential and relevant to the January 6th committee hearings. Kelly Jones tweeted more than 40 times back in the middle of July. Her comments came after a panel during its seventh televised on Tuesday. Showed how a tweet from former President Donald Trump calling his supporters to Washington, D.C. on January 6th, 2021, was some as a call to arms. They're going after your men. Trump, Jones, Aragon. It's Saturday, December 19th, the year is 2020, and one of the most historic events in American history has just taken place. 
President Trump in the early morning hours today tweeted that he wants the American people to march on Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021. Alex Jones, the founder of the far right website, Infowars, said in a footage played by the panel. And they're going to keep delaying, then replaying, then delaying and replaying and maximizing this propaganda war on all of us. And we Republicans are completely and totally disunited. So what did Alex Jones have to do? I mean, he still has to live as much as he enjoys politics. I'm sure he enjoys life and his kids a lot more. He puts his parent company into bankruptcy during the defamation trial. He signed a Chapter 11 petition of Free Speech Systems, LLC, the parent company of InfoWars. A Texas jury earlier this week began hearing evidence in damages in a trial against Mr. Jones, who has already been liable, held liable by default to the families of certain shooting victims. And they're looking for how much? $150 million. In a case filed in Victoria, Texas, the second time the InfoWars has turned to bankruptcy to try to weather the financial fallout from Sandy Hook lawsuits, holding the companies for the trademark web domain rights to InfoWars filed for Chapter 11 in April in a failed bid to use bankruptcy to drive settlement with the plaintiffs. <laughs> that is what they're after. They're looking to get rid of InfoWars.com. They don't actually care. They're going to give him a choice. They're going to give Alex Jones a choice. Do you want to pay the money or do you want to give up InfoWars? You know as well as I do, Dowd, that I am straight up on, right on that. They want either what, has made, what you have made and what you have created, or they want the blood directly from your children's, from, from, from your children. That's, I think, what, what they want, Dowd. It's, uh, <laughs> I'll say it again. I'm old enough to remember. I'm old enough to remember a time when the left still believed in free speech. They would call us every name in the book. They'd say we're racist and we want old ladies eating dog food. But we are in a different world now where they are going to use criminal prosecutions, civil suits, tort, <laughs> Uh, big media, big tech to shut us down. And uh, dark days, folks, dark days. Blinded by the light. I mean, we're blinding ourselves with the light. Thanks, everybody, Some for tuning in back in three. Sister, mister, told me I got what it takes. She said, I'll turn you on, son, it's some strong. You'll play that song with the funky breeze. And go kart Mozart was checking out the weather truck to see if it was safe to go outside. Oh, little Andy Gibb. Maybe that'll put me in a better mood here. Number one on Billboard in uh, 1977 on this week. Uh, you like the Gibbs, right? You were big into the disco. Product of their era. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They kind of got frozen there. But Andy, uh, did he die of a drug overdose? Or? I think he did. Victoria Principal tried to save him. Yeah. Boy, she, was, she tried to save many a man. She tried to save all of humanity. She was... Quite the uh, Pam looker, Ewing, look, yes. looker back Sisters in the day. Sisters were big Dallas fans. <laughs> I sat there and watched her with them. We didn't have a lot of choices in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> Not like today. Uh, just injury convicted Fabian Chavez on all counts. Yep, that uh, happened a few hours ago. Oh. Yeah. Election year. Election year justice there for Michelle Lujan Grish. We, we held him accountable. I could just see her running on that. Right, yeah. She's going to use the Fabian Chavez. We... This happened during Susanna Martinez's administration, but that's right, that's right. we brought it to justice during my administration. This is what you, know, you can just see them 
Uh, Eddie went back to the cabin. Um, let's see, we got um, swift water rescue of homeless people in the flood control channel. There you go. <laughs> another reason, another reason to get rid of the homeless, folks. Another reason uh, you start congregating. Will that fall on the Democrat? No, surely not. Surely it won't. Um, let's see. Tell me loud and clear, Eddie. I'm voting for Ron Ketty. There we go. Love that. I mean, coming in loud and clear over the radio, love Alex Jones. When he's wrong, he admits it, and that ain't often. Nazi propaganda and Stalinist show trials here for the Brighton circuses. Just like taking Navarro, uh, Bannon out, trying to take out Navarro and anybody who is good, don't let your heart be troubled. God is still in control, even though we don't know his plan. Are we under judgment? Killing 60 million babies? God's judged their Canaanites for sacrificing their babies to the God Moloch. Wow. Those are strong. Eddie, keep up the fight. You have uh, every reason to feel you're fighting alone, but uh, you're not alone. The God who knows you and knows your pain is with you. Remember, it will be, it's not my, it's the pain of all of you having to live through this. Hell, honestly, like I can't even believe something is like, how, how can you stay listening to this radio station and see all these? No, I'm serious. I, I, hear, I'm you, like, I hear you. Wait, wait, doubt. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> it's, it's like the number of things that could go wrong. And uh, we're literally throwing everything and no local engineer will help. In fact, the local engineers do everything they can to not help and, and hurt the radio station. Um, so we had to find a, an engineer who has to travel all the way from outside the market, 220 miles just to down here to, to fix it. So he'll be down here tomorrow, but it's working fine now. So there we go. So if New Mexico fails us and MLGs are going again, let the best New Mexico has to have leave and not look back. Don't feel bad if New Mexico fails, though. Save your family and find greener pastures. There's something wrong with me. I'm afraid to wear a MAGA hat for fear of violence. Yet I see frail elderly men wearing them. I need to come to terms with this. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Just just go and live it. I mean, honestly, I fly a big old Eddie Aragon for mayor sign. I fly, you know, I say everything that's on my mind. I just, just live it out there, you know. Whatever comes, comes. We'll come all, all take. I mean, remember, I'm the guy who got accosted uh, as I was served by Manny Gonzalez. You know how I was served by Manny Gonzalez's people, you know, who, uh, and their attorney? They uh, found me at the Chick-fil-A to serve me papers while I was in line at Chick-fil-A. And the guy with my two kids in the back seat, he was a former uh, police officer, Sean, I can't think of his last name, not Willoughby. But he slammed it, sir, you've been served. And he served it violently against my, he slapped, slammed it as hard as he could on my window. Wow. Like with a lot of venom. What do you think I did? Backed right out, went right over, photographed everything. Oh, I know who you are, where you are, what you're doing. Yeah. You got to fight fire with fire. Most of these, have you ever seen, as you're going to see in these, you're going to put them in the, Show notes, I sent Dowd the, um, what you always find is these guys who, who fire and shoot, except, they're, except if you're like in their neighborhood where they know it's like a controlled area, they almost all the time run. You see these uh, ring doorbell where some, you know, people try to do a home invasion and all of a sudden the guy pulls out a gun and they just run out <laughs> immediately, right? They're, they're just all cowards. They're all cowards. Every last one of them. So there you go. Oh, streaming is fine. Blah blah blah. App is fine. Thank you. People are calling uh, the cold the common COVID. Oh, Ooh, I like that. I like that. That's good. All right. So, what's it look like for our dear Donald Trump? Not good on Fox News. I just told you about Fox News. Fox News is failing in every sense of the word. Every part 
they don't have the revenue, they don't have the following, they don't have, you know. And what are they doing right now? They're getting rid of Donald Trump everywhere they possibly can. This is amazing, Eddie, what you sent me. I, I... Well, I'll let you, 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 no. I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, uh, I mean, from I... your standpoint, from someone who is, who's not a Trump or wasn't a vote like, you know, like me, crazy about Trump, you, did, did, look what Fox News is doing. Well, this is a, a post by uh, radio personality Todd Starnes, and I, I, I'm taking his word on this. Trump has not appeared on the Fox News channel since April 13th. 100%. Yep, 100%. Um, folks, you can love Trump or you can hate Trump. The name Trump uh, puts butts in seats. Uh, you know, if you're if you're staging a boxing match or if you're running a television network, uh, why would you not want Trump on your television network? MSNBC would probably put Trump on their network. I mean, they aired Pence insane. instead of Trump. They aired um, Pence instead of Trump. Yeah, and I guess the I guess the rumor is that is it Lachlan? Uh, one of the boys. Yeah, the has, boy. Uh, he, he's a Democrat. He's uh, he's hoity-toity in all these social Democrat circles. Yeah, yeah. And, and Starnes, this guy is a you know pretty well-connected media guy in New York. Uh, the, Formerly uh, employed by Fox. Uh, the decision to shun Trump has been made at the highest levels of Fox parent parent company and is backed by its billionaire chairman, Rupert Murdoch, and his son, Lachlan yep. Murdoch. Wow. Yep. Wow. The snubs are not coincidental, according to several people close to the Murdochs. Fox Corporation spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss the company's operation. This month, the New York Post and the Wall Street Journal, both owned by Mr. Murdoch, published blistering editorials about Mr. Trump's actions concerning the January 6, 2021 trial. And they said they do not want him to run in 2020. And this is the reason why I want now Donald Trump. If he's going to run, just go ahead and run. <laughs> Seriously. Let's, 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 if he wants to hang in there and he's a glutton for punishment, let's milk him for all that he could possibly get us. Okay. <laughs> One thing he does, he, he has 100% name ID, 100%. There is not a man, woman, or child alive that does not know who Donald Trump is, okay? There's that, at least. So how does that translate as far as the election? Trump beats Biden in a hypothetical 2024 matchup poll. Didn't we just say last week that he didn't? And weren't, weren't all the other publications writing about how Trump couldn't beat Joe Biden and, and, and Harris? Toxic Trump. Yeah. Poll found that if the 2024 election were held today, 45% of respondents would vote for Trump in a race against Biden. You mean that our, a majority of our country isn't smart enough to realize that things were actually better when Trump was president versus Joe Biden, who attracted support of 41% of respondents? I can't believe it's that high. The co-editor of the Harvard Caps-Harris poll noted how Biden would be a weaker candidate in a race against Trump today than he performed in 2020. Biden is a very weak Democratic nominee. It would lose even the popular vote in a rematch today. Even a popular vote, which I told you is one of the reasons why they're now starting to uh, float uh, Gavin Newsom. Mm -hmm. Just 36% of voters said they had a favorable view of Harris. People hate her. They absolutely... Now, the Democrats, GOP, just so you know how this translates all for the midterm elections. Dad, I think I told you this last week. I believe that there's way too much hubris in the Republican camp. You did indeed. I have been saying it. I, you've been hearing this stupid thing. Red wave, red wave, red wave. Like, there is no red wave. It doesn't exist. Like You're, you're all sorts of stupid if you think that a red wave is going to be happening. Okay? Like We're going to have to work for every single dang vote. I don't think Republicans realize not only how much they are hated by other people who are anti-American, but by and large, how much Republicans generally hate each other. Let's not forget that. I mean, just level of 
stupidity in the Republican Party. Oh, it's unbelievable. So The Hill wrote about this just coming out today, folks. Read them and weep. Your 100-day report is here, and it doesn't look good. Democrats and Republicans are locked in a statistical dead heat as the parties to race again to gain seats in Congress months before the midterm elections. All I've been hearing from Clay and Buck is what? Landslide. Oh, it's going to be a landslide. We're going to be dragging them through the mud. You know, where we... Meanwhile, you've got Alex Jones, you got Donald Trump, you got somebody thrown into jail for 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 seven years now. Like, do you know what's happening? And are you at all in touch with reality at this point? Do you do you see what I go what we go through every single day here? Voters are split 50-50 when asked if they would vote for a Democrat or Republican candidate for Congress today. 50-50. CD1, I haven't even heard Michelle Garcia Holmes other than me ushering her, uh, stating her breath. I don't see signs. I don't, I don't not. I don't see a damn. Well, there's no signs. You can't be out, outside of 90 days, I think is what it is, or 60 days, something like that. They can't put up signs or anything else. I think 60 days is the rule or something like that. That's a switch from May when the same Harvard Caps poll showed the GOP was leading. Guess that January 6th stuff is really working. The president's party generally loses seats in the House during their first midterm election, which has led many pundits to predict the House will flip back to the GOP. Oh, au contraire. Not so fast, young man. The most closely watched races include Pennsylvania. We'll lose that. And Wisconsin, we'll lose that, where Republicans are seeking to hold seats. And Arizona and Georgia will win both of those, where Democratic incumbents are seeking full terms. Biden won all four of those states in the 2020 election. Biden won all four of those states. You think they're going to go and flip that fast? and? Now that the uh, gas is going down and inflation is being tamed. I mean, all you have to do is watch the stock market. Look what's happening in the stock market right now. People aren't yanking their money yet. Yet the 10K reports on these guys are showing that they're not making any money. You have all sorts of disinformation out there. Maybe they're holding out for the next guy that we're about to talk about. And that is Joe Manchin. Yep, Joe Manchin is likely going to be, uh, if things continue this way, and I think that's the move that he is making to become the uh, Democrat presidential candidate for 2024. 544, back in three. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, so, so, so long. We wanted to do it a second time there, Andy Gibb, uh, just in case it wasn't good enough the first time. So there you go. Um, a lot of text uh, coming in here on this. Uh, BLM stands for Black Lady Management. They stole the election. They have big plans. Uh, Pelosi going to Taiwan. Uh, sense of humor is lost on me, I guess, a little bit today. Joe Manchin, um, I think, finally, when all the identity politics wears off, uh, do you doubt? I think uh, we can agree that there's been at least a reasonable guy. I just wish it was. You know, Rand Paul, uh, he is the reason, most reasonable guy from 
from my standpoint, from what, what I can possibly see, but uh, over the weekend, Joe Manchin refused to endorse Biden for president in 2024. And you really start to get into and peer behind the curtains and say, okay, well, why would he not endorse if the Democrats are all staying together? Well, he's been the guy that's been holding the line, I think, of, of sanity um, you know, for, for this country uh, besides Rand Paul. If Joe Biden runs again, he's a Democratic nominee. Depending upon who his Republican nominee is, we'll just have to wait and see, he said. Almost inserting himself in there. I would say Joe Manchin has 10 times the power of Joe Biden at this point. He is uh, running with that bully pulpit like crazy. I'm not predicting anything or how it's support or not support or get involved or not. But I can tell you this, whoever the elected president is, Democrat, Republican, or independent, every one of us should pray they succeed. Boy, this high middle, this radical centrist, this person that's moving right to the middle, that's thinking of absolutely everybody in this country first. According to uh, Cuomo, he said, I don't think I've ever heard a single sitting senator that is a member of a party not automatically say, oh, yeah, the sitting president is in my party. I'm for them. Cuomo uh, would be hosting a primetime show this fall. He gets back in the uh, saddle again after... uh, his older brother, boy, it's been a tough year. 2022 was, uh, 2021, I should say, was a tough year for the uh, Cuomos. So Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York and Cory Bush of Missouri both dodged questions about endorsing Biden for a second term. And then, of course, there's been lots of pressure on Harris uh, about that as well. So I think that's going to impact policy, uh, who's going to be taking the lead on issues. And it seems like Manchin at this time has sort of adopted uh, that nice soft middle and uh, I think taken the head of the table. I think uh, all of you are now starting to look at uh, Joe Manchin as well, the leader of the Democrat Party. Nancy Pelosi is out to lunch. Harris is out to lunch. I mean, who's really there? You can't, you can't trust Schumer. Schumer's got no sort of... uh, desire to uh, take the head of the table. Joe Manchin said he'd be okay with whatever the voters choose. Wow. Very democratic, right? Uh, what was what the He's above the fray. What, right? what's what, what's been happening as of late? Uh, you know, we're trying to reestablish democracy. He avoided the question of whether he wants the Democratic Party to win the House and Senate even. Doesn't really care. Maybe he's the first independent. He thought people were sick of politicians fighting and holding the legislation hostage. He was with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. Maybe this is the the third rail, the way that they want to go ahead and uh, take over. Well, whatever, whatever the voters choose, I can't decide what's going to happen in Kansas, California, Texas. I really can't. Wow, we're going to leave it to God. Joe Manchin has been one of the biggest obstacles to the Democrats passing major legislation in the Senate. Yet he is now sort of taking the lead for the Democrats. What did he do last week? He did a complete about face and now is backing the Inflation Reduction Act. He and Chuck Schumer got together, cut a deal that allots $370 billion for climate and energy programs and committing the U.S. to a 40% emissions reduction by 2030. Seems reasonable in these crazy times. I know to us right-wingers, to us people on the right or conservative or even libertarian, we look at this and like, that's insane. But believe it or not, that is the middle. The man knows where the middle is. We're like, well, you know, even Republicans are celebrating Elon Musk and uh, climate change. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're recycling and doing everything they possibly can. Joe Manchin is becoming the reasonable one. Hard to believe. 
depending upon what we are already telling you about these midterms, which you shouldn't be very happy about. We literally told you it's a statistical dead heat. 100 days in, this is an important program today. It is an important program in that is outlining what the next 100 days are going to look like and that you shouldn't be that optimistic. Lawful lot of humorous, hubris, and we all know how ultimately that impacted Hillary Clinton back in 2016. Now, here's why I don't trust Manchin. The IRS. Mm -hmm. They're making the Internal Revenue Service more powerful than ever. They decided to react to inflation and recession with a new version of the Build Back Better that raises taxes, raises spending, and starts to put the clamps on all the taxpayers out there because they're going to use, get this number, folks. Oh, yeah. You will vote Democrat. You will vote for the Democrat Party. The French do. 87,000 new IRS agents. I'll tell you where they're not going to be suffering from, uh, from, from a recession. That's the Internal Revenue Service. $80 billion to deploy 87,000 new Internal Revenue Service agents. It also gives taxpayer money to the IRS to buy new cars, more money for IRS office rents as well. We know that there's a huge glut of office that's out there. The Treasury for the Inspector General for Tax Administration, which is the IRS watchdog, reports that the IRS has already more cars than it needs, but they're going to go out and buy even more because they are hiring new agents, 87,000 of them, folks. Remember, uh, what's her name back in uh, 2012? Lois Lerner, right? Oh, yeah. We're going back to that. What what else are they doing? They've stockpiled more than 5,000 guns and more than 5 million rounds of ammunition at the very same time. They also found that the IRS intentionally destroyed 30 million tax statements sent in by the American people. This from the Daily Caller. The IRS didn't tell anybody about it. A drop in inspection is the only reason that they caught it. If you stacked up 30 million documents, you'd have a pile two miles high. The paper documents are either burned or thrown into a dumpster. The IRS won't say, but they are gone. No accountability. This is what is happening. For IRS agents means more dues money, more cash to the Democrat Party, and more Democratic candidates going into 2024. They have figured a way forward. Yeah, I'll let you uh, seemingly with your famous uh, interfacing uh, with them. Well, this yeah. is what this is why I don't trust Joe Manchin or the Democrats. Oh, that's very wise. Uh, this I'll make an analogy here. Sure. In in New Mexico, when the teacher unions controlled whether your kids actually went to school or not, when there was no risk, it's no no reasonable risk, no rational risk, no discernible risk, uh, sending your kids back to school. The Democrats and the Republicans rewarded the teacher unions with massive. Uh, pay raises in the last legislative session. In the last two and a half years, the IRS, there have been multiple reports coming out of the Inspector General Service and all these other outside auditors. I think even the GAO had some. The IRS has handled just the, the, the management, the logistics of the Rona era horrifically. Wait times on the phone lines have been worse than ever. Uh, when you go to, if you've got, if you were able to actually get to a physical location, a brick and mortar IRS center, the wait times there were longer than ever. Service has been worse than ever. So just in the same way that the teacher unions were rewarded for their incompetence, laziness, and thuggery here in Washington, uh, here in New York, here in New Mexico, in Washington, the IRS is going to be, instead of 
held to account for how many Americans, and I'm one of them who struggled to get an answer and go deal back and forth with the IRS uh, for the last two and a half years. Uh, they're not going to be punished. They're not going to be held to account for all of the horrible treatment that they've subjected the American taxpayer to. They're getting rewarded. That's how the public sector works. No matter how badly you screw up, uh, you always get more and better benefits and more resources. And I guess in the case of the IRS, more cars and maybe more guns too. So they're sending uh, this is the bizarro world, folks. This is the bizarro world. Three things, Doug. Technology, which I am happy on one front that we're going to be working as hard as we can to advance the chip because we have to advance the level of efficiency sure. here in this country. I mean, that that certainly is one way to go and do it. Speed the chip, speed your computer, speed with the amount of work that, can, that, that you can do. But the two detractors is 80 billion, one fourth, one fourth of that bill is to hire 90,000 IRS agents. 90,000 IRS agents is what they're doing. I mean, they're going on a, uh, every everything on monster.com or whatever the job sites are nowadays. I don't even know what they are. And that means it's more dues be- for the IRS union, which is gives 99.99999% of its donations to one particular political party. Oh, yeah, that's Joe Manchin's political party. Yeah, Joe Manchin. And he ain't just like uh, Louis Sanchez here, the Democrat here in city of Albuquerque. They aren't about to pick up and leave the Democrat party, folks. They never leave the plantation. They know how to play this. They get cozy enough with a few Republicans here and there. They sort of coddle or bring them in, and then they just stick it to the Republicans. And that's exactly what Joe Manchin is doing right now because he is making an inside, uh, down-the-stretch run for 2024. His name will be the first. He knows how old Pelosi is. He knows how stupid Harris is. He knows how old and senile Joe Biden is. And he also knows that nobody really likes Chuck Schumer outside of New York. So as far as he's concerned, it, and oh, let's go to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and and what that would be just naked aggression if you bring Michelle Obama and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, which I said would be the most likely choice, which they would be the choices for 2024. But with Joe Manchin making this mood, I, I thought if at anything, if anything he would have done, it would be leaving the Democrat Party. Right. I think you probably agreed with that, yeah, Doug, anything, right? Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. seemed that he was going to go in that direction. But instead of doing that, he is going to make, be making a run for the center, take the left more towards the center. There's certainly the Democrats who are getting tired of the the wickedness of Black Lives Matter, the wickedness of the LGBTQ. Say, well, if we can at least get a, a few of our items here and uh, we can be sound and look more reasonable, we'll certainly do that. So there you go. Hour three up next. The you and me and the Dowd will make three. Lots to get to uh, here in this uh, third hour. Out. I'm looking for uh, looking forward to your six o'clock data dump. That's <laughs> going to be a lot of today. fun. Uh, we also have Dowd's write up. The purge is coming. We'll talk about uh, how what we got to take care of, and then what happened Friday night on the West Side. We're up to 85 murders now. Dowd, take us out. Yeah, folks, uh, stick around for the third hour. It's got uh, the t- today's economic statistics, official economic statistics, not catastrophic, but a little disturbing. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, oh, I posted something on dot chat you need to hear about today and uh, more crime in the ABQ in advance of our inevitable Thursday meeting. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Oh
606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Erick on the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hard to believe 21 years ago this week, The Strokes, is this it, released. And, uh, oh, I love them. The Garage Rock Band, some great stuff. Dropped in Australia first before making its way to England and then here. And uh, this was all the rage back when uh, 9-11 happened 21 years ago. Hard to believe that. Uh, love, love, love the strokes. Uh, haven't turned out anything, I think, in a little while. I don't really know. I haven't been keeping up with that. We are uh, hour three, you and me, uh, with Dowd dumping on us with his Dowd's data dump, our daily with Dowd, as uh, we're going about to do this with uh, Dave. He's got all the Ds uh, right there. And uh, also in this hour, we're going to get to his write-up. The purge is coming. We'll talk about how subscription services are also the way that we need to uh, go to uh, <clears throat> fund our operation uh, as well, certainly to fund uh, uh, Dow to keep him here. Uh, rockoftalk.chat is his. Um, the Roku, Amazon Fire TV, nobody else is doing that. We do that for you. Uh, that's there. have not charged uh, for that yet. Uh, it's coming. I'm not sure when they turn that on, but that, that'll get charged. And then, uh, of course, uh, our podcast, those are free. There's no annotations, so we have no idea. You're just swimming in, in, the, uh, in the universe uh, out there. And then, of course, our apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com and rockoftalk.chat for less than 20 cents a day. You can join the club and uh, jump in on all the releases that happen every single day. Dowd works hard on it, does a great job, and he's got his uh, data dumped out. Take it away. Uh, I do, Eddie, and uh, we're looking at three stats today. There there were some companies that uh, released their earnings, but, you know, they weren't kind of tabletop, daily household, you know, name-type companies. So we're not really going to look at earnings until some of the bigger names come out. We've got three stats, I guess, one from uh, the government and two from private organizations looking at the housing market, which, of course, is always a topic of interest on this program, given Mr. Aragon's uh, experience in, in real estate and giving uh, uh, Tigo and Tracy, longtime advertisers, who I heard their new ad uh, this morning. Uh, on the so what did you think? I, I liked it. I liked it. The unison at the end was a little jarring because I, I didn't expect the two of them. To uh, so cheesy, isn't that, I, isn't that I, great? I guess I it threw it. me for a little bit. But, uh, good. Um, and my mother is always asking how Tigo and Tracy are. So oh, she'll never meet sweet. them, but she's never going to move come to the Southwest because... Uh, there's not much for travel. Uh, she likes she likes to stay in her nice New England village. Uh, we go see our mother. Our mother doesn't come see us. All right, so three broadly three broad categories: housing, manufacturing, and then overall construction. We're going to start with the housing market. Uh, this is a company called Black Knight, a mortgage software data and analytics firm. Rising mortgage rates and inflation in the wider economy caused housing demand to drop sharply in June. That is uh, hardly 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 uh, surprising. Let's see. Price gains are still strong because of an imbalance between supply and demand, but uh, the uh, uh, demand dropped in June. Home prices are still way higher than they were a year ago, but the gains slowed at the fastest pace on record in June. Very interesting. The annual rate of price appreciation fell by two full percentage points, 19.3% to 17.3%. Of course, percentage points and percent, not the same thing as I constantly point out. <clears throat> Learn your probability and statistics, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, Market Watch reporting that the Commerce Department, your federal government, <clears throat> reporting outlays for construction projects fell a sharp 1.1% in June at a seasonally adjusted rate. Now, economists that, uh, you know, a lot of times the business press will look at, uh, ask economists, what are you expecting on the earnings? What are you expecting on these government reports? They want, they expected a 0.4% 
increase uh, outlays for construction projects, again, fell at a sharp 1.1% in June. Now, they actually break it down, which is helpful. I'm always happy when public construction uh, declines because I think we have more than enough buildings uh, in the hands of government. So public construction fell uh, 0.5%, but private construction was down 1.3%. Private residential construction fell 1.6%. Private non-residential spending fell 0.5%. Okay, our final item in the data dump from the much-heralded Institute for Supply Management, ISM. Mm. This is the Purchasing Managers Index. Uh, Take this news for what it is. Kind of not great, not horrible. A gauge of U.S. factory activity cooled less than expected in July, but the bad news is it continued to slow down, slow down. Uh, July manufacturing, again, this is the purchasing managers index fell to 52.8 from 53.0 in June, hitting its lowest level since June, 2020, when of course the economy was still digging its way out of the COVID-19 slump. And of course I will correct do instant uh, media bias correction here. Uh, it wasn't digging its way out of the COVID-19 slump. It was digging its way out of the COVID-19 <laughs> lockdown slump. Not the same thing. Not yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So that's our data dump for today. Um, you know, Eddie, not great news. I mean, not it's, it's not we're not in free fall, but these three stats aren't terribly encouraging. They're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, a couple of uh, poignant uh, stocks that you should probably pay attention to that reported their earnings. Simon Property Group, you might know them as the owners of the largest properties here in the marketplace. They divulged themselves, I believe, of Cottonwood. I think Simon owns uh, the Uptown uh, property. Uh, I think they are still the owner of that uh, Uptown, or if they ever did it, I'm pretty sure that that it was them. Uh, They had their earnings uh, snapshot. Uh, They came in, and uh, for Simon Property Group, their stock rose more than 1% in extended trading despite a revenue miss. The uh, Real Estate Investment Trust beat earnings estimates by $0.08 and shared earnings guidance for the full year. That topped expectations. Uh, retail is down overall. Remember, uh, retail follows rooftops. The rooftops are stopping. Well, there isn't no new property that's really rolling out. So pay attention uh, to that. Not to mention uh, tenants are moving from bricks and mortar to more online and even uh, leveraging uh, Amazon more as their, you know, sort of front, uh, uh, I don't know, storefront, if you will. Uh, Avis budget, rental car vehicles, way up uh, 6% in extended trading uh, on the back of a better than expected quarter. Everybody's back, uh, of course, traveling, moving around. But I think they uh, thought that the gasoline prices would have a a, a much larger effect than it did. Uh, they anticipated the earnings at $11.48 a share to a revenue of $3.17 billion. I guess it could be a little bit lucrative to rent cars. Zoom Info had a huge uh, earning report. They jumped 12% post-market after topped earnings and revenue estimates for the most recent quarter. I don't know what Zoom Info does. Uh, is that background on businesses? They uh, raised uh, $267 million in revenue and lifted its guidance for the full year as people get back. And then the big one, uh, certainly uh, Joe Monahan is going to be writing about this, Devon Energy, uh, big uh, donators to Republican campaigns uh, here in the state of New Mexico. They had a, uh, a pretty decent quarter. They'll probably want to go ahead and uh, make some big donations, hopefully to some Republicans here. They announced its board of directors declared a fixed plus variable of a buck fifty-five a share based upon the second quarter financial rep- performance. The record payout represents a 22% increase from the previous quarter. Oh, these, they're just they're making so much money. Part of the second quarter dividend announcement, the board approved an increase in the fixed dividend of 13%. And their fixed plus variable dividend is payable September 30th, 2022, just in time for the elections, hopefully. 
And uh, they're a leading oil and gas producer. I think if I'm not uh, mistaken, D-Dad Muskin, weren't they the largest producers on the leases, I think, in the state of New Mexico at some point? I think so. Yeah, their cash return-based business model is designed to achieve strong returns, and it has also free cash flow. Devin, for more information on them, Devon Energy. So uh, when we return, we're going to talk about, uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit about uh, cash flow. We didn't get Activision Blizzard, but a lot of people probably know that uh, that was probably the biggest quarter for them, Microsoft Activision. I think it was one of the biggest purchases that happened. This I think Mac- Microsoft uh, picked up um, Activision, I think, or uh, vice versa. But it was one of the biggest ones. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva in three minutes on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, and com. It's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready. Now go, cat, go, but don't you step on my blue suede shoes. You can do anything with me off of my blue suede shoes. Sam Phillips died uh, at the age of uh, 80 years of age back in 2003. He discovered Elvis Presley, but that is not Elvis Presley here. That is Sam Perkins, or excuse me, Carl Perkins. He also discovered Johnny Cash and Roy Orbison, Ike Turner, B.B. King, and uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. He put all that together. He died of respiratory failure. Back in Memphis, wouldn't you like to have a, a roster like that, uh, D-Dowd? That's uh, quite extensive. Um, some people seem to be born under a bright star. Eddie, my... Um... My 18-year-old nephew is going to, he's in Spain and Portugal for three weeks. And as oh, okay. my, my father and I like to say, we quote Dick Gephardt many years ago. Dick Gephardt said that rich people are the winners of life's lottery, as if no rich person had ever actually worked to produce the wealth that came in. And my father and I have always said that the boy uh, is a winner of life's lottery. His plane landed in Lisbon over the weekend 35 minutes early oh. amidst the worst logistical nightmare that passenger aviation has faced in God knows how long the kid takes a European trip and he lands 35 minutes early. That is young, young Aiden's life. That's uh, I, if I could just have a little bit of his star shine, I, I think I'd, I'd do pretty well. Just like 1%. But you true. get star shines. You get uh, <laughs> 300 and some odd people who uh, subscribe to uh, oh, your rock of talk. Chat. That's I say. That's a lot of shining and, uh, of what you do. And you want to get a lot more that are on there and that would be good. Um, but Dowd's got a message for those people who might be trying to just freeload. I did uh, <laughs> offer one last. I almost gave the entire uh, show away the, the other day when I made a post the other day. It'd be nice to have Nat, Nat back uh, in the saddle. But uh, what do you got, Dowd? Yeah, folks, uh, the dot, dot chat every August. I do some little pruning. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of people in our in our system. But I have to do the pruning to uh, look at... If you've had low a low activity level, maybe you've been in the system a long time and you're not reading. Maybe you've been in the system a long time and you are reading, but you haven't upgraded to a full subscription. So I have to go through uh, the uh, database management in August. And uh, th- there used to be a time when you could take on a big task in August because, you know, things were so calm. In America, we don't get breaks. Uh, you know, I, probably during the holidays at the end of the year, we won't even have a break then. But uh, August is database management. So the good news is if you are a subscriber to rockoftalk.chat, your life isn't going to change at all 
uh, despite uh, the, the management and uh, purging that I'll be doing in, throughout the, the month of August, this brutal, brutal month of August, the only month without a state or federal holiday, which is kind of interesting, um, the month I was born in, uh, the month that, uh, let's see, Elvis died, Madonna was born, uh, the, the Tonkin Gulf incident happened, World War I began, uh, uh, Stalin and Hitler cut a pact uh, and made an agreement in August. There's a lot of... Uh, not a lot, of, not a lot of great moments in history in August. So I, I, I can't claim. What about Barack this. Obama being born in August? Well, that's the greatest development in I mean, human history. Seriously, that, that was that a national one. holiday. When he well, see what happened with Obama is when he was born, it wasn't so much Barack Obama being born; it was when he chose to reveal himself. Oh, yeah, the that's great, what the, happened the, the big 60s, reveal that August yeah. 64, 62, whenever he revealed himself. Because I guess he, Obama has always been present. Um, all is of Obama. He's Nothing the is outside alpha, Obama. Alpha and the Omega. A absolutely. But but at that moment, he chose to reveal himself, the, 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 the one. So anyway, uh, a lot of names are going to come off the, the list uh, this uh, this August. So you don't want to be one of those names, folks. If you're signed up uh, for free access, you know, we do on rare occasions, about maybe once a month, we'll do some non-paywall protected content. We'll throw something out there. But you're really, really missing out. Less than 20 cents a day, 60 original pieces of content every month i don't know that you can get a deal like that in anywhere in media and certainly there's no media outlet in the world that has the kind of focus we do here based in new mexico of by uh and for new mexicans although we've got people who subscribe who uh or even beyond our, our borders who might think about moving here or they may have left here unfortunately uh somebody just had to unsubscribe because they're moving to the great state of Texas, Texas, the Lone Star State. So anyway, folks, if you're not upgraded, if you have not upgraded to the full subscription, less than 20 cents a day, you've got to do that. You got to do it. You got to do it. As I say, America is in a recession. The midterm election is three months away. And New Mexico continues to face an endless list of problems from rampant crime to a colossal losing streak of unemployment, worst in the nation, eight months in a row, to the uh, worst alcohol abuse problem in the nation, as we recently saw from New Mexico in depth. So Subscribe, 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 rockoftalk.chat, rockoftalk.chat, rockoftalk.chat. If you have uh, any confusion about how to upgrade from a free subscription, uh, how to upgrade into uh, a 20 cents a day or contact me directly, Dowd at Dowd Muska, and I can take care of that for you. Don't be purged. The purge is coming this month. In fact, I even started a little early last night. Wow. The purge is coming. The purge is Preemptive coming. Preemptive Don't be a victim of the purge. Upgrade less than 20 cents a day. Uh, and the only, uh, now I will undercut my own argument by saying in three weeks, I'm going off for my half a century birthday. I, I will be taking uh, the first week off. We have not taken any time off from the rockoftalk.chat since we began it in late 2020. Um, this has been uh, a project that uh, kind of a labor of love. And, and again, I'm very grateful to, to all of our subscribers. But you, 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 sir and madam, need to be a subscriber to rockoftalk.chat. There you go. All right. Uh, the Albuquerque Police Department. Uh, we're going to turn to some negative news now. And the news that you've all been waiting to hear. Um, <clears throat> we're at 85 murders uh, after over the weekend. Uh, two additional homicides. I'm counting the uh, instead of 82, 83 or at 85 murders. Uh, the latest uh, coming in yesterday is a man was dropped off at the hospital, dies of injuries, which puts us at our highest May of all time, highest June of all time, and our highest July of all time. Yes, folks, uh, we crossed the threshold and uh, beat it, I believe, with 14 murders in the month of July. We've identified 39-year-old Michael Sherwood as the man who was dropped off at the local hospital with serious injuries, and he died Sunday afternoon after getting dropped off with, uh, quote-unquote, unknown injuries. APD is calling this 
a suspicious death and says homicide detectives at this point uh, are investigating. Now, um, Friday night, let's go there. Uh, I would caution you, probably you don't want to have your children uh, listen, although I, I do uh, show my children plenty of things. I, I do oh, actually show them. And um been visiting a website uh, as of yesterday, thanks to my friend uh, Brian, who who sent me some information. And uh, he's a good guy. Let's just let's just say I got the information on what happened Friday night through him. Now I get there's I guess there's a uh, movie called Project X. I don't know, doubt if you could look that up and tell me, give me the synopsis of it. Um, it led me to a website, and I'm going to take a detour first, and I'm going to spend next segment focused on what happened on Friday night. But um, I went to the website and I saw all sorts of thuggery. Uh, it's got uh, this, this, this website that is called worldstarhiphop.com. Over the title has a police, it has a, something called distro, whatever that is, contact, advertise, find weed, find THC, TikTok, Twitter, all sorts of, uh, and, and video. I don't know if anybody remembers the uh, website called Ogrish, O-G-R-I-S-H. But uh, they were the ones that showed the uh, video of um, an American being dragged through the streets, uh, beheaded, um, and in various other things. This particular website picks up, worldstarhiphop.com, worldstarhiphop.com, picks up where that one leaves off. Now, I couldn't even move past the first story because, well, Albuquerque's all over world star hip hop. Uh, people from Albuquerque and, of course, you know, hey, we're, we're thug life right here, drug life here in Albuquerque. Statues of meth cookers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That, not, not, yeah, that happened over the weekend, too. Yeah. Just somebody go tear those down, please. Just, just get them. Just, just, take those, just take those statues down. You took down Onyate. You guys can go ahead and take any... But basically, you could do whatever you want, right? I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty fair to say. I think w- within reason, you know, I'm not advocating for you to take them down. I'm just simply saying, if you can take down the Onyate statue, nothing happened to the people who did that. Um, nothing happened to the DeVargas statues. Nothing, nothing happened to any of these other people. I doubt that something will happen to anybody who takes down the Jesse Pinkman and uh, whatever the other guy's name is, the Heisenberger uh, statues down. Okay. The first story on there last night is when a police officer gets fatally shot in the head by thieves after unknowingly walking into a robbery at a liquor store. I, I haven't seen anything like this maybe ever, but watching a police officer get taken out by four black men who are robbing a liquor store with long rifles and guns, shooting a man, a police officer directly in the head where he dies, uh, seemingly like on, on, on the camera. I watched this for two minutes and 19 seconds. And I don't know that my blood has ever boiled more than that, uh, that, that I can remember. I was so incredibly angry. I, I, you, you can't get it out of your head, folks. You can't get it out of your head, but I, I advise you strongly. I advise you strongly to, to watch what happens. This police officer just happens to walk into the liquor store. Four guys are in there. It's on the camera. And this particular video gets all sorts of likes and all sorts of comments. Just listen to the just just listen to the crud uh, of the thug life that's out there, folks. Uh, they're saying that the police officer deserved it. Yeah, they're they're saying, oh, it looks like the police officer. Every every cop's a bad cop. I mean, 
you can watch this. This has 241,000 views that are out there with 45 likes on it and plenty of people condoning the behavior of the four black thugs on this, on this particular uh, uh, website, worldstarhiphop.com. That's worldstarhiphop.com. Now, what's also uh, not lost on me is what passed uh, over the weekend. Then we're going to get to the Albuquerque story because we have to, we have to talk about this and, that, of course, is the fact that the Senate on Thursday night passed a bipartisan bill to address gun violence that amounts to the first major federal gun safety legislation in decades. 65 to 33, folks, they are coming for your guns. That's exactly what we're here to tell you, and they do not want you to be able to defend yourself. In fact, uh, they're justifying their behaviors against law enforcement authority and everybody else out there. So we're going to pick that up uh, when we return, and then we're going to get into that conversation about uh, what happened on Friday night on a Trisco, not a Stancia. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Back in three. It's one for the money, two for the show. Three to get ready, now go cast off the don't you Step on my blue trade shoe. You can do anything with half of my blue trade shoe. But it's blue, blue. up in here tonight. No fighting. No fighting, no fighting. Shakira, Shakira. I really know that she can dance like this. She make a man want to speak Spanish. Como se llama? Bonita. Because Shakira, Shakira. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on reading. The size of my body. Oh, a little Shakira Shakira. Uh, there you go. 2006. Yep. Wycliffe jeans started a four-week run at number one. I think it became the, uh, at the time, the most number one song of all time, most longest running, whatever. It went to the top of the charts over 50 countries. Biggest selling single of the 21st century by a female artist uh, worldwide. And uh, Shakira, boy, she's uh, stepping into it. In fact, I think I saved the article. Yeah, here it is. Shakira is dealing with, uh, they want her money. She became, I guess, a Spanish citizen. I don't know, Dowd. I don't know if you uh, saw this, but the woman's got some some crazy money. Um, but uh, she is dealing with uh, $24 million in taxes uh, that she has to go ahead and, I guess, paid, get paid to the, uh, the, the Spanish government. Mm. They're, they're coming for her. Uh, prosecutors seek eight years for Shakira in prison, $24 million fine after Singer rejects the uh, plea deal. So there it is. Uh, not not looking good. Her uh, real name is Shakira Isabel Mabarek Rapol. She's uh, charged with failing to pay the Spanish government 14 and a half million euros. She's married to uh, one of the Barca soccer players. Oh. Uh, she appealed the same tax fraud charge uh, back in May as well. And, uh, boy, they're looking to figure out a way to, to really stick it to old Shakira. There you go. <laughs> so, um, Project X, what did you learn about that 2012 film? Oh, yeah. Know? I'm sorry. I'm just getting lost from the this video, Eddie. I mean, it's... Uh, it's yeah, we're going to... I, I just can't find any facts about it. There's no date posted. There's no city posted. It's just... It looks like it's just a, a security camera from a liquor store. It's actually... It looks extremely real, but... I, just like Project X. In yeah. fact, that's what this party <laughs> was... Uh, Here's what it sounded like on Friday night at the uh, Lutheran Church there at 4301 uh, Trisco. Uh, take a listen, folks.
there you go, folks. That's uh, exactly what it sounded like. Just so you know what was uh, happening over there. Uh, this was uh, the exact uh, address, uh, by the way. And this is where they were asked to go to. Uh, Project X is the, what this was being touted on on Instagram. Oh. And our Savior Lutheran Church was the, was the location. Um, the news organizations completely and totally have it, had it wrong. About 700 people were involved in a group chat. And the group chat was for a Project X party is what it was. It was not just on Instagram. It was also on Snapchat, I guess. I don't know. I've never been on Snapchat, but uh, they, it was advertised on, on Snapchat. Everybody was there. So in the video, which you will only see if you are <clears throat> a member of rockoftalk.chat, so you can get the video um, that is, uh, that, that, that's right there. Let me, having trouble pulling this up again i want to well just eddie to answer the question about project x 2012 uh, some of us older folks might think of it as the matthew broderick uh training monkeys to go into space project x Uh, i had that's what i thought it was but i looked it up that was the party (laughs) uh it's one of those uh found footage movies where uh was the blair witch project where they pretend that it's somebody found after this event they found the video camera uh, three friends, uh, Thomas Costa and JB, who plan to gain popular by, popularity by throwing a party, a party which quickly escalates out of control. It was released in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., grossing over $100 million worldwide for a movie with no, you know, not being backed by some huge studio. Uh, criticism focused on the, quote, loathsome, unquote, behavior of the lead characters and the disregard for the effects of drug use. Other reviews considered it funny and thrilling and equated it to a modern incarnation of the 1978 comedy Animal House. So this particular video was featured, um, by the way, at worldstarhiphop.com. Uh, thanks to uh, people who helped me put this together. Straight out of a movie uh, is what we got uh, touted. They were very excited about this. Lots of likes, lots of uh, retweets or whatever, likes or whatever they do on, on World Star Hip Hop. Crazy shootout caught on camera outside a house party. It's not a house party. It was at a church or the vacant parking lot. And they knew that there was going to be there. So they were, they had started on Fridays when they did the, or excuse me, they, they started the invites late Thursday. They ran through Friday. They got that many people there and, uh, and see one person dead, two injured. Uh, in fact, it, it was as many as 19 were reported taken to the hospital is what I've got. And I've got that by way of party with 14 <clears throat> to four. Party with uh, 14 years of age to 20 years of age, just across the street from Pius. The, let's see. Okay, here we go. Friday night, one dead so far, like 20 wounded, I think, from a buddy that is a cop and wants to remain anonymous. They are not reporting it accurately on the news. So that got me started on this whole thing. Oh, so that's okay, what, what okay. came in, and this is a very trusted source. Mm-hmm. And then KOAT reported as one dead, four others injured in Albuquerque shooting. Uh, it's been reported as many as 19. Uh, we saw the same type of thing happen at the Hotel Blue downtown. Uh, the update on this 14 to 14 to 20 year olds just across the street from Pius, the black kid is some punk kid at the party who strapped up. It was a shootout. And uh, Tim Keller is trying to keep it quiet. Wow. So, again, here's what it sounded like uh, under Tim Keller's uh, watch right across from Pius. <laughs> And there you go. It's uh, there's a lot more, but there's a lot of expletives, and there's a guy bleeding from the arm. 
The other person you could see is shot, but he's, you can only see half of his body dragging away from that. And then you see a guy with a Mac 10. And then uh, here's some of the girls with some of their footage running away from them. And all this stuff got exchanged, and I'm able to pick up some of this stuff after the fact. Uh, take a listen. You'll hear a little bit of this. Where's your car? So these are girls running away, running away with cell phone footage. So listen to, and she's all dressed up. She's dressed to the nines as she's running away from the scene. Uh, looks like she's running. And you can see right there on the on the map, Dowd, you can see how it's not on Estancia. You uh -huh. see you see where they large, there's about 85, 90 parking spaces that are oh, right oh, there. Right yeah, so they're at the Lutheran Church. Where's your car? So there it is. And then uh, the final video that I sent out, it's all in there. And you're welcome to share any of this. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Let's go to her car. Let's go to Jesus' car. Stay down. Just stay down. Let's go to Jesus' So that's uh, your children out there on the streets at this party, likely who are either on Instagram or Snapchat. So uh, basically Albuquerque, New Mexico is now a war zone. Where, where was, where's Manny's people? Where's Tim's people? Yeah, they're... Nowhere to be. 1,600. Just another uh, Friday night party there, D. Dowd Muska. So uh, I'm not sure what else you can possibly say about all that. But um, there's all the uh, details uh, of it. Um, again, national news. Uh, Scarce coverage here. Uh, I think maybe the news reporters are afraid to report. 4301 at Trisco Drive. A Trisco Drive never even came up on any of the news reports. Mm. It was referenced, but that's not where they said it was called to, um, or that, that the uh, 911 calls were, were called to. And then uh, there it is on World Star Hip Hop. Straight out of a movie, it says. Crazy shootout caught on camera outside a house party. Leave one person dead, two injured. As I mentioned, uh, KOAT said four dead or four, four injured. KOB said three injured. Um, we got the reference from the hospital. As many 19 people came to the hospital. And uh, you see the video right there, Dad. You see the guy that's holding his arm yep. as he got shot. Yep. So there it is. Um, this is from, um, you can see different camera rolls and people showcasing and putting this stuff up um, after the fact. So there we are. Um, I don't even know what else to say. But what, what, how do you speak to this? What do you what do you say? What do you talk about uh, when it comes to all this? Stuff? You know, Eddie, I, I was at uh, grabbing a quick uh, meal before I came to the studio for my one meal a day, and uh, three of uh, Manny's employees, uh, deputies, who I'm sure know nothing about politics, they're young, good-looking young guys, just you know, being being law enforcement. And in Albuquerque, I never did this when I was younger, but uh, in, a, in in my Metro Albuquerque, I was heading out the door, and I said, I looked over to the guys and said, uh, "Hey guys, thanks. Uh, be safe out there." And you don't have to say that in rural Connecticut, but uh, <clears throat> in the Albuquerque hood, I guess you do have to say it. And I guess we'll start where we started. A police officer gets fatally shot in the head by thieves after unknowingly walking into a robbery uh, at a liquor store. And Dowd's also going to be posting uh, this on the site as well. It's uh, pretty incredible what uh, they found on this security footage because the police officer, and I'm playing it in slow-mo for me. You can't see it, but you'll be able to see it at rockoftalk.chat. As he paused, he walks in, takes two steps, shot immediately in the head. Then the uh, four black men immediately take his hand, put it behind his back. 
They take his wallet, they take his gun, and they leave the police. You could see it all right there. And the police officer is totally incapacitated. He's just, he's probably dead, but yeah, his legs are straight now. He's dead. There it is. Within 10 seconds, all four, while you watch these, uh, four black guys basically, you know, take as much, I don't know, I don't know what they're getting. Uh, looks like black label, Jimmy Walker. I mean, it's all right there. Clear as day. And you can find all this footage there on uh, worldstarhiphop.com. So, uh, plus a, a woman who has monkeypox. That's the most disgusting thing I've oh, ever seen in my entire rough, life. That's a rough one. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess this is what all the kids love to look at these days. I don't really know. All right. Uh, last segment back when uh, we return. We'll back to wrap the hour. We'll give you your top five. And then um, what the liberals really want to bitch and moan about. They want to... First world problem. <laughs> yeah, first world problem. <laughs> Get rid of the month of August. We'll talk about that when we return. Oh, Jack White. Great music. And then the uh, man just disappeared. There's only two of them. They were pretty awesome. You must have liked the uh, the White Stripes right now. You, you into them? or A 30-year break. One grunge arrived. So I'm, I'm all my modern music I learned from Eddie Erica. Uh, okay. so, yeah. What's the name of the song? Fell in Love with a Girl. Uh, it's got a sort of a famous um, backstory. Well, I shouldn't say backstory. A uh, film story, which is uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Oh yeah, sure. They, they, they both. They, Bradley. Yeah, Bradley and uh, J-Law. The woman. Yeah, the woman who's no longer in any movies ever again. She's done. I think the she ho- said she was taking a break because she wanted to rescue democracy for America. I think, oh, I think is at that one was, point she said that. Is that what, is that what it was? <laughs> She's. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> she is a stupid woman. Um, there's like a website. I don't. I forget what it was, but it creeps all these women, and I forget. Uh, it takes someone's getting into their phones and then putting all their naked selfies like all oh, over the internet. The hack, I, yeah, I forget yeah. what it's called, yeah. but uh, yeah, there's you can you can see her in all her magnificence, all the smut all over the internet. If you you feel like you want to look at look at her, maybe taking those pictures, ladies, <clears throat> is not such a great idea. Yeah, so apparently people can place. break into your phones and just redistribute them uh, throughout the rest of the world. There, Dowd Musk. We get uh, the little one running through here. We're going to talk about why we're going to get rid of August and then. We're going to get rid of, uh, I guess, your, if anybody should lead this, lead this charge. Uh, by the way, Jack White's mission to play the first record in space was accompanied by something called A Glorious Dawn by composer John Boswell. Mixed with audio of American scientist Carl Sagan, described the universe was played 28,000 meters above the Earth uh, a couple of days ago, uh, back in 2016, uh, on a space-proof turntable. The record played for about 80 minutes until the high-altitude balloon, which carried the contraption burst and propelled the turntable back towards Marsing, Idaho. That's very specific. Mm. I guess they found it uh, later on. I must add a GPS on it uh, for someone to find something like that. But uh, now the, the liberals are bitching about getting rid of <laughs> August. Uh, they have nothing else to write about. So uh, two different articles about the the very same thing. Um 
the the youngest uh, it should be known uh, the little little bit of history that that you can look up on this uh, wonderful uh, month of August the, the best month because there is nothing to celebrate which means you get to celebrate whatever the hell you want to which is what I like the best I was like finally uh, a, a month that that doesn't have anything to celebrate I'm I I need that I need something without someone's woke ass BS all over my month you know. August is the eighth month of the Gregorian calendar. It was named for the first Roman emperor, Augustus Caesar, in 8 BCE. Its original name was Sextilis, <clears throat> Latin for sixth month, uh, sorry, uh, indicating its position in the early Roman calendar. By the way, January and February are added much later. February is the youngest month, my month. Uh, but Dowd, why do they want to get rid of your month? It's interesting. Uh, having been an August baby, which is fairly rare, I haven't really met that many people uh, born in August. Uh, you can take uh, your own let your own imagination run wild as people aren't making love uh, in december in they're nine, too stressed nine out. months earlier i guess uh uh my mother i think is continues to hold it against me in in hartford <laughs> connecticut in august of 1972 uh, the hottest day of the year and uh, uh it was not uh nice to be great with child uh in august of 1972 yeah. in hartford connecticut sir or the hospitals in hartford of course we're outside the city let's get um, rid of it yeah so I, i've been sensitive to august my whole life uh it's august 1st i thought it was kind of an interesting thing i threw it out on the daily blast today uh, august is the only month without a uh, state federal official holiday secular or religious uh is that fair and of course i don't <laughs> I don't think that uh, I don't. Is it I don't, fair? I don't care about the word fair. I'm a grown up, so fair. <laughs> fair is something five year olds talk about, and yeah. uh, I think Dr. Drew has that wonderful quote. I, I should put that in the Daily Blast tomorrow. Fairness is something a lot of five year olds think about. Uh, adults don't think about fair. Um, but I just threw it out there as, as kind of a joke. And one of our subscribers well, is an August baby as well, 15 years older uh, than I am. So uh, I have a lot of files on August I've collected over over the years. Uh, people writing about August. Uh, I, I put up a couple of the events. Uh, uh, this morning at dot chat uh, madonna was born in august uh, same day i was actually elvis died uh, uh, in august same date of the month i i did uh, when i was five uh the tonkin gulf incident the lbj lie that got us into vietnam and got fifty-eight thousand uh, brave young men killed for no reason uh, that was uh, in august a uh, world war one began in august uh the horrific french uh, massacre the saint bartholomew's day massacre a lot of uh, religious strife in france i don't know 15th 16th century uh the social security act probably the worst piece of legislation in the history of the world uh passed in august uh hitler and stalin signed their non-aggression pact uh in august the cultural revolution and i, I pointed out that china's cultural revolution not the american cultural revolution china's cultural revolution began in august uh, our cultural re revolution of course began with the death of saint george of uh, fentanyl the berlin wall went up in august uh, a lot of bad 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 things but your average east coast uh editor writer uh overeducated uh way too affluent uh and uh, uh addle-brained and idle uh writing uh these these essays are, are launched from from time to time now the old online magazine slate nobody probably even remembers i don't even know if slate's still being published but uh this author argued uh, mr plotts August is the vast sandy wasteland of American culture. Don't don't pull any uh, punches there, Mister Mister Plotz. Vast sandy wasteland. Uh, publishers stop releasing books. That that'd be the first thing you'd think of. A way to relate to your audience. Everybody thinks about when publishers mm -hmm. release books. Not, not nice way to portray yourself as a non elitist on the East Coast. Uh, movie theaters are clogged with the egregious action movies that studios wouldn't dare release in June. Television is all reruns. This was written in 2001, by the way. Uh, or worse, I do like this line. 
uh, new episodes of Sex of the City. <laughs> I got to give the guy credit on that one. Uh, the sports pages wither into nothingness. Pre-pennant race baseball, if that can even be called a sport, is all that remains. We have to feign interest in NFL training camps. Newspapers are thin in August, but not thin enough. They still print ghastly vacation columns. David Broder musing on world peace from his summer home on Lake Michigan. That's, uh, that's, that's very good. You can't get a day off from August because it is the only month without a real holiday. Instead, the other months have shunted onto this weak sister all the lame celebrations they didn't want. Um, that's where things stand. A lot, Not a lot of love for August. I'm an August baby. Uh, it's just something I've noticed over the years. Uh, a lot of bad stuff happens in August. And uh, particularly in the hotter, more humid places, the weather is pretty much the worst of the year. Ask my mother, who had to, who was great with child in, in August 1972. So a lot of August bashing. And uh, maybe you love August. Maybe, uh, maybe you think it's, maybe it's your favorite month of, 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 of the year. But I, uh, being an August baby, I've always been extremely sensitive, Eddie, extremely sensitive to the criticism of August uh, and, and aware, aware of August's uh, uh, many, many, many flaws. I can't deny that they exist. I mean, we lost Elvis on August 16th, 1977, and all those other horrible things I mentioned as well. So do we need to invent an, uh, uh, a holiday? For you can't August? change the calendar. Do That's we make funny something thing. up? I mean, like nowadays, uh, it just seems like somehow it's, uh, you know, penetrated the mind of every liberal out there that you can just modify and change the calendar at every whim. And good point. You know, I think, you know, we can't change the way that it is and who are we or anybody to change the way things are. I mean, this has been going for more than 2000 years. We used to have a 10 month calendar. We went to a 12 month calendar. You can't change the days of the week already and then change it. Absolutely. What are you going to reinvent my watch and time and everything else? Like that makes no sense. So it's just, just foolishness. I think at all, I would not exist without August. My uh, two favorite uh, grandparents, my nana and my tata. Hey. My tata was born on August 26th, uh, so it was my niece, my godchild, as well as my nana being born on August the 3rd. Um, and then, you know, her daughter was born on July the 31st, maybe August the 1st. So, I don't know. I, I mean, dates are really, you know, something you can't uh, take away, uh, I think, from in my head. And I think it's the best name month. It's the strongest name month. Augustus Gloop or uh, Caesar Augustus, whatever you want to say, or... Just, I've never known a bad Gus. Uh, Gus in, in characters in either movies, in books, or Gus's in general have always been uh, the, the do-gooders in any, uh, I can't think of a bad Gus uh, at all. And then, well, the uh, word itself, August, you know, kind of noble, mm -hmm. of high character. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe it deserves, it doesn't deserve the opprobrium there's often heaped on it, but you know, that, that's liberals, rich white liberals on the East coast. Have a lot of who time else would we hands? tell to get on the bus, but Gus, <laughs> ah. there you go. All right. D down Muska, your top five is brought to you every morning at 4 AM in your inbox. What do you got? Yeah, folks. Uh, one more reason to subscribe at rock chat. The daily blast can comes in over the weekend. It gets a little thinner because there's not a lot of original content. Uh, people loved Eddie. Number one, what the Jetsons predicted, right? Today is the birthday oh. of Mr. Jetson. Uh, the, the, and that's uh, according to the cartoon the okay. birthday today, 2022. Wow. The, the birth of Mr. Jetson, what they got right and what they got wrong. Kind of oh, a, a I gotta fun, read that. fun piece. Uh, number two, hey, Israeli healthcare professionals aren't really taking all their extra boosters. They don't really believe uh -huh. in the injections anymore. What about that? Yeah. Uh, number three, Ford is going big on uh, EV electric vehicles. Uh, are they going to regret that? Um, yes, we'll, they will. We'll, no, we'll, I'm, I'm telling I, you right I, now, they absolutely, because <laughs> it, it detracts from all that. Have you seen the people who work at the Ford factory? Have you met these people who work in, I mean, they live and die by Ford and they are salt of the earth, like middle of the road, blue collar, you know, rednecks all the way. That's, that's who builds Fords. Ford tough. 
see. They're, they're, rock, don't, rock. don't go in Elon's direction. Uh, number four, the uh, Republicans that we had the polls are are dead even. I thought there was going to be a red wave for the House. Uh, number five, uh, Breitbart, interesting piece on the RNC, the Republican National Committee. They are hitting all their milestones for all their plans on fighting it out, duking it out for an election integrity this year. Poll really? watchers and ballot harvester watchers, okay. and they're getting the lawyers they're getting ready. So looks like go. the RNC wants to fight this year. Eddie. Good. Well, I'm glad the uh, National RNC will fight, but I think uh, that's what we need. No hubris, lots of fighting, no overconfidence. Thanks, everybody. We will see you bright and early tomorrow, 4 p.m. for our Tuesday edition.